You're listening to DraftKings Network. segment we talk about so much we talk about our trip to dallas we talk about the hall of fame we talk about meeting and talking to a lot of the fc dallas players owner coaches everybody we talk about a lot a lot of stuff we talk about uh what is this oh yeah ebra jersey set. we never talked about that we talk about dan flynn and of course we got to cover nycfc is it just a bunch of nazis in the stands yes or no we talk about it and in the second segment we go over pre-decision day a bunch of stuff we got some trolling zatan getting trolled zatan talking smack somebody mark zatan also what is it what is the mls narrative for decision day for the playoffs is it does it, is it really just the big players going to get in there <laughs> the small markets are we just going to ignore them it seems like we are uh, they, didn't, they didn't even want to be in the playoffs. All this and more today on the Cooligan. Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby! Yes, we have a drummer <laughs> yeah. in house. Uh, oh boy, say, I'm busy. Say thank you to the band, everybody. <laughs> uh, the Gully, the Gully Band. <laughs> the, what is it? It's like Bob Smith and the Gully of Seven. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Gully Orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's up? To, uh, Welcome Scott. to the Cool Again. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, We're back from Texas. We are back from Texas. Hey, back y'all. from. Right, we're Tejanos now. <laughs> That's right. Get used to it. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're gonna be playing exclusively Norteñas. All right. <laughs> so, so get ready. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero. Uh, That's right. And we are your favorite stand-up comedians out in New York City who host the funniest soccer podcast that you've ever listened to. This is absolutely the funniest soccer podcast, but it's not just that. Not that alone. All right. Wow. Multifaceted. It's okay? a lot of things. Multidimensional. It's a lot of things. Okay. Mul- One of which those things it is, <laughs> is it happens to be the gulliest soccer podcast. Gang, 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 gang. Oh, you ever heard. <laughs> okay. All right. You're going to have a criminal record once this podcast <laughs> yeah. is over. <laughs> You're going to have to get a teardrop tattoo. <laughs> okay. It gets very dangerous out here. All right. Just talking about footy. Because right? every time we're on, it's body bags, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yes. We what are- is up? We are back from Texas, and uh, that was a good trip. Texas was awesome. Learned a lot of cool things. We learned how to make uh, uh, mate. We learned how to make mate. Mate with Maxi. Mate. Mate time with Maxi. Also, you know what I learned? First of all, in the past, I'm I may have be smirched, dismirched. Is it be smirched? Be smirched. Yes. I might have besmirched the name. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Because uh, if not, no one would know what I'm talking about. I, I may have besmirched the name of breakfast tacos. Okay, I'm like I don't get it. Have you? Yeah. Because here's my thing. 
What is it? On this show? I feel like we've I've, talked I've about done, a lot of things. I think I have on this show. Okay. I'm not, I mean, I'm, trust me, I am not shocked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> probably also not even listening when I talk about I'm food. Sure, you yeah, just shut I'm, it off. I'm sure there's several delicacies that you <laughs> definitely slandered. Uh, really I want to now say to everyone who I've ever told, I don't get it. It's just an omelet in a taco. <laughs> it makes no sense. I take back everything I've ever said negatively about it. Yo, them joints is killer. <laughs> and, uh, I the, the, damn near and, missed my plane in, for some of those, and Texas. I'm not making that up. Also, thank you for driving. Shouts to, shouts to Elvis and on the Volley Apparel. I'm wearing uh-huh. it right now. But if we waited for him, <laughs> I would have shown up to the airport after the plane already landed in New York. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Christian, for driving. <laughs> no problem. Uh, yes. Uh, Very frustrating. I, I love you, Elvis. I had. I'm, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him Adderall or Coke. <laughs> The next time we have an event to do. I literally stood by the door dressed two days in a row for 20 minutes plus as the two of you just sitcom like meander around. And I'm like, no, I, I can't live like this. Yes. But clearly you still, you still wanted tacos so badly. Yeah. And while we were there, and that's not an issue that nobody, that's not a bother to anyone. If we would have left on time, it would have been easy <laughs> to get the tacos and me not have to run through. Thank God I'm TSA pre-check. Thank God I had the wherewithal to get that. Uh, but here's what I learned. Okay. Uh, we're standing there and we're at a Mexican joint. And the lady says to me, do you want a popete? And I was like, I did not order that. I ordered tacos. Thank you very much. Right, this lady must not understand my order. And then, and then you said, "Oh, I believe you mean sorbeto." Sorbeto, yeah. And I was like, I also don't know what the hell you mean. (laughs) If you guys are talking about a straw, the name for that is absorbente. And then both, all three of you looked at me like, "And what are you talking about?" I'm like. Well, I can't be the wrong one here. I know the word for straw. It's food related. Okay. I know this. So I looked this up. It really is. There's straw a lot of has, different. Yeah. But how come you don't say calimete? I have never heard that in my life. Calimete. That's, not, that's wrong. This website is fake news. I don't know. Cañita in Peru. Popete in Mexico. Sorbete in Argentina, Ecuador, Peru. Sorbeto in Puerto Rico. Apparently, Christian Puerto Rican now. There's not one person. If you're a Dominican person listening to this show and you calimete. say you say calimete. You're that you have lost your Dominican card. I don't know what that is. Never heard of that. This website in my life. Speakinglatino.com has just lost. There. By the way, I know you guys are like, isn't this a soccer podcast? But it's Pajita and Pajilla. Oh, and Cañita and Carrizo. Carrizo. I don't know. There's so many words for straw. Please, How about please, this? Asorbente. It works perfect. It's too many syllables. There's too much going on oh, there. Sorbeto. Absorbente. <laughs> it's, it's one too, extra syllable. Too much going on. Anyway, popote right. sounds like a, like a nickname you would call like a, your puppy. You know what I mean? Popote is like oh, like the dog pooped on the floor. <laughs> you eat popote. popote again? Oh. Popote? No. Por qué popote? Yeah. Uh, let us <laughs> know. Don't piso. I mean, this is look. This is clearly a very de- uh, divisive issue. Divisive. So, but please. if you're Dominican, you know what? I say we go with whatever Mariano Diaz says. Yeah, sure. He, DR7. He, he decides. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's, the, he's the final vote of him, ha- Big Poppy, and <laughs> Romeo from Aventura do it, get I together. Do, sure, sure. And they have to decide as a unit. <laughs> what, sure. uh, it what goes to arbitration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Okay. laughs> that is the Supreme Court <laughs> in Dominican Republic. People don't know that. <laughs> sure, sure. Mariano Diaz just got confirmed. The, the robes are made out of gator skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Mad shiny. <laughs> and it's tight, all right? The robes. 
boobs are tight. Everybody wears a size small. <laughs> so let us know, regardless of what Latin culture you come from. What or do if you, you don't come from one at all. Yeah, Take what, a guess. What do you call a straw? Yeah. yeah because I, I didn't know. A that- drinking straw, not like hay, you know? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there were people that were confused about that. There's just one volcano, <laughs> so, like, well, I'm telling you exactly tell you, what it is. So I'll, I'll uh, we'll get a like an opinion from a horse. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll tell you what I call it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. oh, look, we got an email from dot <laughs> com. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> this so, show has deteriorated to the point where we're doing we got, horse sounds for you. Let us know. This is a real important. It's more important than MLS. MVP, yes. Anything else? Okay. Jerseys that are being sold. This is way more important. So I, I know you guys enjoy. It. So because we know you enjoy it because you always uh, leave us incredibly positive reviews yes, on iTunes. We get great that, reviews it, that always mean the world to us. And we're trying to get to 300 reviews. We're at 277. Yeah. All right, the quest for 300. The Cooligans are almost there. Uh, but we have uh, some really awesome reviews. Uh, this one I, I wanted to point out because. This was from a longtime listener who's listening to the show uh, since very early on. Uh, remember Gavin? We went, we went to of uh, course. the Gold Cup game with yeah. Gavin and, and his mom. Yeah. Right. And uh, I believe we and it was his wife as well. He was uh, Gavin is a listener from Hawaii. He's a great dude. He invited yeah. us to a Gold Cup game. What is that? He's like old school shirts, right? There's something. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, and uh, it was um, Costa Rica, Honduras, right? That was Costa Rica, Honduras. We got to hang out with him and his family. It was, it was wild. We basically fun. sat in a Costa Rica. Section was exactly. Wild. We had a great time. So, Gavin, one lady who could not dance in front of us would not sit down. Please sit down. <laughs> I, I can't forget this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least Alexis remem- remembers the important stuff. Yeah. I don't uh, know who won the game, but uh, so <laughs> this is this from Gavin, and uh, it's so it's, it's uh, from Gavin and Gully Mom. Oh, <laughs> so mom, Gully Mom. Even mom's out here, Gully. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she got three chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, where's the third one? Huh? <laughs> Where'd you get that third one from? Uh, where's the other pair? We have That's anyway. the one that hurt the most. A golden chancleta. <laughs> so uh, the the subject is my ma approves. Uh, awesome. So five five stars. And he goes banano. Gunny, con cafe. You don't know what any of this means, do you? <laughs> no. And you know why? Because you aren't listening to the Cooligans. And uh, then not only are, are you on the outside of the inside jokes, you are the joke. Oh. All right. This is, see, this is kind of flames. Flames are coming out. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I just imagine him uh, typing this in, as the that. Keyboard that, getting too hot. The, the, the cat meme, you know, the cat meme yeah. that's like slamming <laughs> on the key. I'm going to let everybody know. Uh, and then he goes, uh, he goes, I, I bet you think that, quote unquote, being gully only refers to being like a Brighton and Hove seagull too. chump. <laughs> Want to know how funny, committed to soccer entertainment and brave the hosts Alexis and Christian are? Let me tell you, these guys came to Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. After I invited them to come watch uh, Canada and French Guyana with my mom. This was the doubleheader. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. I remember games. that. Uh, so Rain. That's right, and it rained. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, we talked about it. Go back. There's a video about it. Uh, to be clear, it wasn't French Guyana plus my mom. Uh, although she plays uh, uh, about at about their level, which is great. It's probably true. Great burn. Probably <laughs> true. <laughs> Nailing it. Anyway, the Cooligans posted up next to us to watch the game. Halfway through the the match, mom says. 
These guys, these guys seem really nice. <laughs> That's Matt Gully. That's Matt Gully. <laughs> That's how she gets that name right there. He goes, you hear that? The Cooligans are real nice. What you don't, what you don't believe? Uh, what you don't believe, my mom? Get out of here. <laughs> Listen to the show. Personally, I rated five stars plus a bag of stolen apples. Bet you don't get that reference either. Yeah. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gavin. Man, uh, we miss you, dude. Have yeah. a, a, a teacher in Hawaii. Yeah. Hope the ponytail's doing great. Yeah, he's crushing it. Yeah, man, loved it. <laughs> So thank you. Make sure you leave a review on iTunes. Again, it helps us uh, get helps more people hear about the show. Yeah, uh, and and I, I honestly think we we I think we get some of the funniest reviews on iTunes overall. I think it's uh, for being the funniest show. We deserve the funniest reviews, That's and right. our fans supply that. Thank exactly. you so exactly. much. So. Uh, let's get let's get to the show. Let's get to some soccer that's happening. Let's right? get right to it. Let's, so let's talk about our trip to Texas. We hung out. By the way, shouts to shouts to uh, Bug Eaters Bug FC. Bug Eaters FC. We, hung, we got to, Senor Colura. Yeah, we got to hang out with uh, El Patron, right? Owner of Bug Eaters FC lives. Out. We got some big big moves coming up. So shouts to them. Yeah, that's right. We so, can't announce it, but it's awesome. We were really exactly. happy. We for can't you. announce it because he doesn't tell us anything. No, uh, but we. <laughs> know something's coming <laughs> but we feel it <laughs> you know our, our, our joints are getting cold we uh, went with him to an incredible steakhouse yes meat tasted like butter christian looked like he was gonna vomit at the i was fine it you was, were it was, stuffed uh, elvis was the one that was sick elvis was visibly <laughs> sick to his stomach i was fine i didn't uh he woke up the next morning while eating the lobster mac and cheese we're eating the microwave he told us how full he was yes still <laughs> it was uh it was, it was and a i had a weird number two after it but it was a good time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mention that in the reviews, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about your weird number twos. <laughs> um, no, we did get to, we got to do so much amazing stuff. We got to hang out with FC Dallas. We got to uh, visit the, the soccer hall of fame. Yeah. We got to be there for the induction ceremony. Yeah. That's right. Which is bring your own pillow. Oh <laughs> Don't my God. Don't be too harsh. It was, a, no, a, no, it's some speeches were more entertaining than others. That's all. We'll leave Wait, it the, one of them was entertaining. Uh, I will say this. Uh, <laughs> the, the people got to present, uh, you get to, if you're being inducted, you get to choose who presents you. And yeah. a lot of people wrote like some really cool books that they read up there, <laughs> but it was really cool. I mean, you could see, how important it was a moment almost everyone cried up there it was really cool okay you mentioned it like that was a, a sign of their weakness <laughs> well no i mean i cried like, in the audience crying because i was like how much longer could this <laughs> possibly take but it was really cool it was absolutely awesome and uh I, the hall of fame is gorgeous and it's a really cool addition to um toyota stadium yes, uh, where fc dallas plays i think they said it's the first uh major league uh hall of fame that's in an active stadium which is kind of dope okay and uh, it was just awesome. The, uh, you know, shouts to all the front office staff at FC Dallas. The, these guys made us feel like we were home. It was, um, and we got to meet our dad. We, we got, got to, to meet, meet our, our new dad, which is cool. So and <laughs> I will fight anyone who says he's not. <laughs> I will fight everyone at twenty three and me. Yeah, see, Alexis carries around adoption papers to hand to <laughs> the, the winner. Mostly, yeah, <laughs> mostly deli guys. Guys who own pizza shops. Hey, this, you do one kind thing, Grammy, like. Oh, here. <laughs> Let me just sort I got it all signed. All you got to do is sign yeah. here, initial here, and now you're my dad. I got those little posted flags where you need to sign. <laughs> Everything's cool. No, so uh, we're talking about Oscar Pereja. Oscar Pereja. Coach of FC Dallas. We did get to interview him. We Bobby, had, as his nickname is, and what now I call him. Hola, Bobby. <laughs> How was work? <laughs> we interviewed so many people from FC Dallas. Uh, it's insane. We got to interview Oscar Pereja. It, it was strange. And, and just to explain uh, how any of this stuff happens, look, obviously the front office from 
from FC Dallas was invited us. They were so welcoming, so kind. It was and we never experienced anything like this. Yeah. There's so many times where Christian and I, even if they're welcoming to us, still have to kind of explain who we are and what we're trying to do. Yes. And a lot of it is like we're not trying to be weird. We're not trying to be like, we're not making fun of anyone. We want to have a good time. Yes. We're going to keep our pants on. Like there's so much that we have to Very explain. Important. Yes. We had, that was <laughs> yeah. in the contract that yeah, we yeah. have to keep our pants Which on. Which is really annoying, you know, because that takes away our closer. No, but after yeah. Dallas, uh, props to them because they, they, they get, they get it. it. They, they get, they get what we're doing. And they when were we like, walked in, they knew what the cool kids were about. They're like, here we go. Here's what we're going to do. And they were prepared for yes. us. And so it was super cool. Even though, explaining to some of the people that we interviewed, some people didn't like, so Oscar Perea, for example, we're going to interview him. He's about to get into the, you know, come into the, the, to the conference room that we're recording this stuff at. And you, you can sense the skepticism because he doesn't understand exactly what it is. I well, think, he came in like, I've got five minutes. I got five minutes for these reporters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. For these oddly dressed journalists, <laughs> you know, very unprofessional journalists that <laughs> yeah. walk into my office. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't even, <laughs> be here let's say four and a half now yes. after seeing how they're Walked dressed in and then so once we explain like hey look we're comedians this is what we're doing it, it's you can see I, it even his eyes when you go we're comedians he's like god these journalists are gonna try to be funny <laughs> like he yes. still didn't get it but you can see how foreign the concept is once we tell players or front office be like hey we're comedians and we do the soccer podcast they are they are already like what is this? Yeah. What is going on? So it's, it's just, they're baffled by the concept. So even the, even teams, soccer players, they don't even understand what we do yet until we introduce them. But I have to give them all the credit in the world. Once we started recording, all of them were great, great on point, super funny. I and, I will, and I'll say this. Maybe we won't say who the first one was. The first interview came in kind of skeptical of what we were doing. Yeah. We start making him laugh. He starts having a good time. He starts talking about comedy. He's a fan of comedy. We start relaying what we know and who we are and what we've done. And he's like, oh, my God, they're funny. It's legit. They know soccer. He must have left and told everyone because the next guy who comes in comes in with a smile like, huh? <laughs> hey, you comedians? Go. You funny? <laughs> let's, let's do, do this. <laughs> and it, it, I felt like up until uh, we interviewed Dan Hunt, the owner, we interviewed Oscar Breja. Uh, Dan Hunt was like, I heard you guys are comedians. Like, he was yeah. all excited. Oscar Breja, like, I guess not a lot of people want to bother him, right? Sure. A day before a game. Makes sense. So he came in like, huh? Comedians. Comedians. And then by the oh, end I, of it. Oh, you funny guys? Oh, okay. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> but he was, I, I don't even know how to explain the way he speaks. You might not even be able to hear it on audio, but in my, you know, his eyes looking at you when he speaks to you, it literally goes into your soul. I got to mention, he, I didn't realize this. Oscar Pereira has piercing green eyes. It, it disturbingly Distur- piercing. I mean, it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm like, and by the way, you know how like when you look at someone, when you're talking to them, sometimes you look at the bridge of their nose yeah. or you'll focus on one eye or you look away. You're like, this is awkward. I'm just staring at this guy's eye. <laughs> Oscar Pereira does not lose eye contact with you at all times. You can look away and look back. He's still looking directly where your eyes were and where they are now again. Yeah. His eyes don't move a little bit. He's like a painting with the eyes. Yeah, that follow yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> it is freaky how good he is at that. And I will say like at the end, he came up to us. He's like, my God, this was great. And he said there was a player in before and I guess he waited by the door for us. Yeah. And he heard that player laughing and he told us, he was like, I wondered 
why is he laughing? We have a game tomorrow. <laughs> like, what's he joking around about? Because I guess he assumed we were doing like a really serious journalist style interview. Like, yeah. tell us about the game next week. And he just assumed this player had this like feet up on the table. A game. <laughs> we didn't even, <laughs> hey, isn't even going to be tough. You know what I mean? Why are we even talking about this? That's kind of how I guess how he thought was happening. Yeah. But once he met us, he was like, this is amazing. We should do this before all the games. You guys can come in and entertain us. And he was like, you guys talk to every player, right? Yeah. And we're like, no, we talked to about four or five. He's like, oh, we should have had you talk to every player and we're like yes i don't know yeah could you say that into the camera please (laughs) i don't know i mean they also did lose three no that's not our fault (laughs) that's not our fault we only talked to three or four players (laughs) yeah we needed to talk pretty well yeah Yeah. the players we spoke to were men of the match yeah doing great (laughs) doing great (laughs) so uh i got to miss the match but you got to stick around for the match i I did it it was great um it it was just cool experience again uh toyota stadium was really cool the fc dallas supporters were awesome uh hung out at the tailgate with the dallas Beer guardian, beer guardians, and uh, so you guys went to Whataburger, and what? I can't believe you guys said it was good and lied to them to their faces. Who they said it was good? You said it was good, and Elvis said it was good on that video. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was like, what, what you mean? It tasted bad? It didn't taste bad. It's a trash. It's burger. all fast. All fast food is trash. I, I'm sorry for some people might be offended by that concept. Shake Shack is fast food technically. You think that's trash? I mean, trash. I mean, it's unhealthy for you. So, oh the, god, it, no one asked you that. <laughs> Why are you even here right now? I am so angry that those words came out of your mouth. No one asked you that. That's what I'm... It's not a part of it. So there's a guilt attached to all the food. And no. There, and there should be. You, you should not you, be guilty you about eating sinners. It. This you're, is Texas, baby. You your livers you and kidneys hate you. Okay? That's why they have rascal scooters. Keep, <laughs> keep doing what you do, Texas. Have you seen the front seats of those pickup trucks? They're basically love seats. You guys can do whatever you want out there in Texas. And by the way, we've watched you so do it. It was, uh, it was a good experience, man. Uh, the FC Dallas supporters were super super cool let me ask you because i didn't get a chance to go uh game day in the toyota stadium yeah, you had to leave but you had to go back to new york yeah i had to come back to new york so i left sunday but you got to witness it and one of the big things against fc dallas is the lack of support and the lack of uh, atmosphere at the game sure what did you witness i mean it was obviously it was a a, a different circumstance right it was a hall of fame weekend it was a hall of fame game right uh there it, there was no issue with it not being empty all right there was it wasn't they said it was sold out you still saw a couple seats open well uh, i think most mls teams will like paper at the end like if there's like maybe. 2,000 seats left they give them away whatever and it's sold out. ton of people there it was uh it was a good experience i mean i I wish I got to experience FC Dallas scoring a goal and feeling that. Yeah. Uh, but Sporting Kansas City brought it, man. They yeah. were they were good. There were a couple two missed penalties on the night too. Uh, yeah, from each team yeah. and uh, one from each team. Yeah. So the, the FC Dallas, I mean, they didn't up close. Seeing the all these, guys, they got a good system in place. I mean, it lo- it just looked like the uh, Sporting Kansas City. They just they're on fire this year. Yeah. Uh, everybody was. They came to play. Yeah, very much so. So it, first half, FC. I couldn't believe FC Dallas did not score. And then the second half, Sporting Kansas City just absolutely dominated. They had possession. FC Dallas couldn't really do much of anything. But I did want to give a huge shout out to Bailey Brown uh, from uh, Dallas Beer Guardians, for the who, Beer Guardians, for, yeah. who I got to hang out with, and and she introduced me to a, a bunch of the folks there. Everybody was, everyone was super super cool. There were fans. Uh, a couple were fans of the Cooligans. I've listened to the show before, uh, and it, it's again, it's just one of those things like, oh, cool. People in Dallas, listen, I don't even, Yeah. who knows, you know, like it's just, I will say, I mean, Dallas surprised us with the amount of like fanfare for the soccer team. And yeah, just like the, the, the team itself also, I mean, everything about it yeah. was just, so really let's, dope. let's talk about the hall of fame, right? Because yeah. we got, that was uh, an interesting experience. Uh, definitely both for both of us. Well, I mean, just, just, uh, I mean, not to, not to name drop too damn hard, but you know, Cooligans, Cooligans, yeah. uh, Cooligans, uh, the Cooligans. That's it. That's it. We just said name drop. That's <laughs> the biggest name drop. Meet 
Bob, of ESPN, Bob Lee. Bob Lee. Dude, it was so awesome. We were, and, and we got to interview him for a bit. It'll be up on, uh, on YouTube soon. Uh, the, his voice. It's, it's just weird hearing his voice. He never turns it off. Right next to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to be like, just, just narrate the day for me. Yeah. Just <laughs> and there he goes. Another sandwich. You know? <laughs> you know? like, yeah, yeah. Just a calm, cool, collective. It's just like, is this a documentary about sandwich eating? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought this guy did a podcast in comedy. Uh, uh, what do you want to call it? He, there's like, he didn't like make the voice bigger or any inflection that's no, different. No. Like when we were talking to him, like, Hey, would you do an interview? He's like, sure. Let's do it right here. And you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. This is great. Uh, and we also got to hang out with El Presidente. Fernando Fiore, uh, oh, he God. was he was awesome too. He did a Dominican accent, he dude, did a Cuban accent. Watch, look, when you watch this interview, dude, subscribe to our YouTube channel immediately and hit that little notification button because you're gonna want to see this as soon as it drops. Because this dude went all he went. He's Argentinian, yeah, but went full Cuban and full Dominican. He on, went ham. On, he on, went hamon. <laughs> because it was so damn fun. He was really cool. Really, again, really. Supported. I mean, just like what you know, what you see on TV isn't a put on. Either. Yeah. Fernando Fiore is a is just a bubbly love like life loving dude, man. Yeah. And you talk to him for two minutes and you can't help but love the guy. So the the, the ceremony itself, the, the people that did get in inducted were uh uh Dr. Bob uh Contiguglia. Contiguglia, right? Conte, I think it's Contiglia. Con, uh, con, there's another G there. Contiglia, because the G's are silent. All right, then that's what it is. Uh, you're not the person I'm going to go to for that to confirm. <laughs> but oh, really? <laughs> How dare you desmirch my ability <laughs> to say words? Uh, <laughs> uh, Cindy Parlo Cohn uh, from Women's National Team. Tiffany Milber, also Women's National great Team. Great interview. Great. She was great too. Uh, uh, Brad Friedel. Brad Friedel, that's right. Head coach of the New England, New England Revolution. Who told me I should work out more. Yeah, like, dude. Really mad, disrespectful <laughs> Brad Friedel. We talked to him for a I'm bit. glad y'all missed the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> he put you in your place, yeah. dog. <laughs> you can't make me run doubles, dog. <laughs> you ain't my coach. Oscar, get over here, dad. <laughs> Tell him he's not my coach. And uh, and JP Della Camera got the, the media award. Uh, uh, Josie something Josie, award. Yeah, yeah, the Josie Mourinho award. The Josie Mourinho award. <laughs> Three of them in this house. <laughs> Three. So, so th let's. Uh, my take, my my feeling from being in this room. I I didn't know what to expect. I'm going to a, a Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Obviously, in this new building. Uh, the first concern uh, was was a couple days prior when. Um, Taylor Twelman, in, in halftime of, of uh, the game that was on ESPN, mentioned that the amount of people who voted it was only about 50% of the people eligible to vote for uh, in the National Soccer Hall of Fame did not vote. So, so half the people who uh, had an opportunity to have a say did not even participate. Yeah, you know, all right, very much like American politics, right? Yeah, yo, but I, it completely unlike American Idol. I gotta I mean, fill out uh, like a survey online. What am I supposed to do? Checks? Is there a hanging chat involved? <laughs> I ain't trying to do nah, this. I got better things to do. <laughs> all right, I'm so come on, I'm on Netflix. <laughs> you look, all right, just Ozark ain't gonna watch itself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll do it when I'm done with the next 13 episodes of this hour long episode <laughs> per episode show. Okay, I'm too busy. British baking off. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the the this they're is, making a spiral cake, man. This shit's hard. There were a lot of people there, and I feel I felt like I got to learn a lot. Obviously, the 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 what did you learn? 
So Tim a couple of, well, outside of the the exhibits themselves, uh, you know, I learned we were way overdressed for media people. Damn now we gotta we gotta flex out there, right? We did though. We gotta let people know. We did hard body. We brought garment bags, dog. <laughs> but the outside of the exhibits, which are pretty cool, there's a lot of uh, you know old timey American soccer stuff. You know, a Pele jersey from yeah, Cosmos. Yeah, we saw Pablo Maurer uh, had his uh, Johan Cruyff dips jersey. That's dips right. is such a dope jersey. That's right. Uh, George Karashi's dad, Farouk Karashi, had his, his jersey was there. The, the with, Rowdy's jersey. with his name misspelled, which is really funny. Was it? Yeah, it was. Spelled. I didn't notice. Yeah, no, you don't know how to spell his name. Nobody knows how to spell. That's Karashi. why I didn't notice. <laughs> I stared at it for. It was misspelled. Uh, a while. So th- outside of the exhibits, which is it's a. D- definitely a really cool thing and uh, if you have an opportunity to go to to frisco and 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 see it please do that it's really it's really awesome i learned a lot now the ceremony itself the thing that w- that took me by a little bit of uh, surprise was that the soccer hall of fame and it seems like the people who were involved in in the creation of u.s soccer and to get it to where it currently is or whatever and i'm not knocking anyone in particular but the whole affair was a very white affair. Oh, it was a such a white affair. <laughs> such a white. Affair. So it was. It was. Uh, it looked I, like I'm not going to pretend to know exactly where you know U.S. soccer was in the 70s and 80s and 90s. No, and but to- it looked like the opening of a ski chalet in Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what kind yeah, of was like. Guy. Looking around, it like, was very, it was very old. Yeah, it was very male, and it was very white. Uh, and that is Bob Lee was like was one of the darkest dudes there. <laughs> like, oh man, this guy. Yeah, you, t- this, you got tan. Were you on a vacation? Puerto, who's this Puerto Rican guy that works for ESPN? <laughs> so, so the only thing that, uh, and it was, you know, it, it took me by surprise only because in the room of about, I don't know what, like. 250 people, let's say. Right. How many people were not white? I mean, like people of color. People of color. I I would say probably less than 10%. Honestly, it was me, you, Carlos Cordero, (laughs) Sidney Galati, (laughs) Fernando Fiore. Okay. Uh, there were some people who did not know that were people of color. Baruch Karashi. <laughs> okay. I think that's it. No, there were more. There were more because I, I didn't meet every, everyone. I didn't go to every person of color and be like, you're safe <laughs> here. You're, we're here. We see you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're here, my guy. So the only thing. Uh, not counting waiters? I mean, I don't. I, think I got to seven. I mean, look, look, we're keeping it real. We're keeping it real. Yeah. I mean, put some just, suits on. I'm telling them to sit in the chairs. <laughs> this look, is embarrassing looking. It, it's uh, all, all it shows me. It, it's I'm not. It, it's it's just sort of anything like in any kind of big industry that's usually the case or whatever. It's it's not I'm not offended or surprised. It's just it, it, you sort of think of one, and I'm sort of referencing back to the Taylor Twelman thing about like only ha- half the people who wanted to who could vote voted. Then then there must be a scenario where uh, there must have been people who were invited that had no interest in going, right? And maybe it's because there's a a bit of a disconnect from the the people of color that may work at on an executive level or maybe even players or maybe people that have issues with U.S. soccer specifically. Yeah, there could have been some gripes. Exactly. So you, but you sense it, right? There's no way to be. It was pal- it's palpable, right? Palatable? <laughs> Palatable. Palatable. That's, that's a food thing, which yeah. I think you should know. Right? Well, that's why I thought it was wrong. <laughs> but it was it was obvious. You could walk around and it was like, oh, shit. There's just not that many. Yeah. There's and not that many different and people. And it is here. what it is. And I'm not knocking because I, I felt like I did get to learn. There were so many people that were uh, instrumental in getting American soccer to where it currently is. Uh, and, I, and I did genuinely learn a lot. But... There is it, it. It just it's a little jarring, right? You wonder, like, yeah. okay, what? 
it was when U.S. soccer was was being revamped, right? Especially in the late '80s. What when when that was going on? Was there any real interest in including anyone that was not white? Did people who were not white have any interest in participating? I don't think. I don't think. Diversity was a thing people cared about back then. Yeah. So, but I will say that uh, you know people that weren't white had to have been a part of U.S. soccer at of some course. point. So why, you know, make sure you invite them. Uh, Daniel <laughs> sure. Daniel Slayton was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. Like this, I'm trying I, to think of some, like there were some. There were some. It's not. It's not saying that this is. Uh, it's just blatant racism. Yeah. Nobody's saying any of that. I'm just saying that it's noticeable, right? Yeah. So as a as a person who's relatively new to understanding the 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 foundation of soccer, I. I go in that room and I'm like, okay, this, I noticed this, right? It's just, it's mostly old white men, even in the women's game, or mostly old white men that were, uh, were a part of it. And, and it's not, and not to take away from any of their accomplishments because without that effort, soccer isn't where it is today. Right. So it's, it is just a thing of is, do people, uh, is there an outreach problem? Is there a, a, I just think it's, I honestly think it's putting a magnifying glass on a long time ago. That's what I think most of it is. I think if you look at all the people that were, you know, involved in U.S. soccer more recently, it's more diverse. And I think it's going to continue to get diverse, you know, Uh, even the general manager, Ernie Stewart, it's a black dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's becoming more diverse. And I'm not saying that it should, those white people shouldn't be involved. I'm just saying when you walk in a room and you're like. This is a meeting. I'm sorry if I interrupted your meeting. Uh, like, you walk in and you see that you're just like, oh, ugh. yeah, it's uncomfortable. I remember when you said it, as soon as you open your mouth, it's like, oh, I know. <laughs> like you didn't even get the words out. Like, no, 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 no. We know. Yeah. It's a, but it, look, it, and again, it does not take away from how uh, significant the, the Hall of Fame is and how cool it was. It and, was such a dope and it was an, honestly an honor to even be there, man. It, it was uh, it they was did cool. an amazing. It was cool to learn. Uh, about all that stuff and and yeah you know i'm i i'm giving you my perspective just as an individual just being there but there were a lot of incredibly touching stories and and things i got to learn especially about uh the women's game yeah uh, and how uh you know you know uh uh par uh, parlo Cohn and uh, cindy Cone and um uh and tiffany bartlett really tiffany, telling yeah. the the stories uh of of really how hard it was to I, look, I, it's it's nearly impossible. It's still incredibly hard and difficult and challenging for NWSL players and and some uh, women's national team players nowadays to to have a professional career as as a woman playing soccer. But hearing the stories of how it was back then, it's just even like wow. Like you know how- what you know what really got me. Brad Friedel was talking about how he got discovered. Yeah, and it was because a guy missed an air missed his airplane. Or yeah. his flight got canceled, so he had to stay in some city one day longer and was bored and decided to go to a tournament. And Brad Friedel happened to be playing there. Next thing you know, this guy's got 380 games back-to-back uh, back, consecutive yeah. in the Premier League. There's clearly talent in this country, and I just sat there super bored but yet super frustrated yeah. at the thought of <laughs> if it wasn't – I mean, there's just – I don't think I don't think it's that much different than it was back then. To be completely honest, I know we have an academy system now, but what do we have? One full time scout for the U.S. Men's National Team. What is it Thomas Thomas Rongen, Right? Is yeah. he still the guy? I think I think it is Rongen, Yeah, I, I put all my faith in him. And yeah. him alone. <laughs> You're doing a great job, yeah. Tommy. There's a lot of dope bow ties, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> We're the kids. Uh, but 
yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I had a good time there. I had a great time. It was absolutely awesome. So uh, let's and again, ta- shouts to the breakfast tacos. <laughs> Shout out to Breakfast Tacos. You know, <laughs> yeah, breakfast you know who taco. you are. <laughs> bang bang. Five star review for you, Breakfast Taco. Uh, so speaking of U.S. soccer, let's get to uh, the uh, other big news in U.S. soccer. Dan Flynn, who was there, who was there, and the next day. I don't know Quits. what I don't know what we did to him. I don't know. What uh, <laughs> Dude, so one of us speak to him. <laughs> because- Actually, two days later, he quits. He quits on Monday. He resigns. Yes. Dan Flynn, who is the what is he? He's the secretary, right? He's the yes. He's secretary. He takes phone calls. Uh, that's 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 mainly his job. <laughs> Hello, Dan Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> he's his sec- for Cordero. <laughs> he's Cordero. No, he's uh, the, he's like the CEO. He's the CEO of yeah, uh, CEO of U.S. Soccer. And here's uh, my prediction. Sunil Gulati going to take that job. Who knows? Before we even get to that, some people don't even know who Dan Flynn is or what Crooked he does. Crooked ass Sunil Gulati. <laughs> right. He was in the room. Don't it down, Alexis. Uh, he's not in this room right now. <laughs> why is he crooked? Why is Sunil Gulati crooked? Oh, I'm to the you? first one to suggest I'm that. I'm asking you why you think he's crooked. That's all I'm saying. Because of everything. Because of everything. But yeah, because you can't say one thing he's crooked for. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, hold on. Okay. Who, are, who are his friends? Yo, Chuck Blazer was one of his homies. Okay. Done. <laughs> I don't I don't know this. What, so you lay they with go those. vacation together? <laughs> yeah, I, technically, yeah. They, they, <laughs> they went to they went to was it Sweden? <laughs> Switzerland. They went to Switzerland. Um so And he didn't want to quit. Yeah, that's right. Well they thought about quitting. It's you get elected or you he get didn't reelected. Wanna, he didn't want to back out. He didn't want and by the way, you can quit that job. Yeah, of course you can quit the job. Oh, I'm well, saying he didn't quit. He waited until the re-election and be like, oh, I'm not running for re-election. And yet he still wanted to be part of it. And he was throwing shots at every time he's ever. So that's why he's crooked. He's clearly a criminal. Because, I'm not saying. <laughs> because I'm not he saying wanted to keep his job. <laughs> Look, I'm not a, 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 a Gulati stan. I'm just asking you what. <laughs> g- let me know why he's a problem. Gulati stan sounds like a country. <laughs> <we've never laughs> Gulati stan. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. <laughs> Great boxers out of that country. <laughs> I will say this. I If I'm right. Something has to happen. I don't know what it is, but I, you know, there's got to be some bet here. I think Sunil Gulati gonna try to take that job. I, I, well, he can't just take it, right? He, it's, it's yeah. a board that helps decide mm-hmm. uh, who gets the job. A board but definitely the CEO. Some people are uh, people kind of generally suggest that this job is more important than uh, than the president mm-hmm. job, uh, and that there's more power and more influence, and, and arguably is the most powerful U.S. soccer job. Uh, in the country. And from what we hear, he's also the guy, this position is the one that kind of dictates, like, I guess a lot of the times where the men's national team will play, uh, some of the ticketing prices, which has been a big yes. issue. Yeah. So this is a, this is a very big deal. I know some people uh, listening to this probably uh, watch the, 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 Election of the for the U.S. Uh, soccer president, but this is arguably more significant than that. And this is, if, if, People want to have some say and influence. I mean, this is the time to kind of really talk about what you uh, not just want, uh, not not just like what you want for U.S. like what you want U.S. soccer to be going forward. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is that pivotal moment of when your voice needs to be heard. I don't know. If people will fire listen. up the campaign bus, Eric Winalda. <laughs> fire up the campaign bus, Hope Solo. <laughs> yes, I mean that would be fun for this show. Please, we would have a good time with it. Uh, so yeah, so that it is going to be a big move. So we're obviously we're going to stay on top of it. Uh, I know. There were, uh, Kyle Martino was tweeting about it and really talking about that. This is uh, quite significant as well. So, yeah, keep an eye on it, everybody, uh, if you care about this sport. 
And we're just breaking in real quick just to talk about our sponsor, MyBookie.net. That's right, MyBookie.net. So if you're a sports fan, if you're a football fan, any sport, MyBookie.net will take care of you. MyBookie.net is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. Uh, You can take aside the total, or you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score. MyBookie.net lets you play online and win big. Use promo code COOLIGANS when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. It, it doesn't even matter if the game kicked off. It didn't It doesn't matter if it started right in the middle of it. Don't sweat it. MyBookie.net has in-game live action on every major league event, even eSports, you, you nerds. You don't say <laughs> eSports. Did the, well, we already read that part. There's no, <laughs> there's no better time to join MyBookie.net than today. Go to MyBookie.net to open an account and start winning so use the promo code cooligans when you register uh for your account and get a hundred percent sign up bonus get in on the action visit myboogie.net's website today and use promo code cooligans so you can get a 100 sign up bonus do it do it now all right so no deposit necessary terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only void where prohibited prohibited now back to the show so um next up tata martino Goodbye. Let's, let's get to it, Atlanta fans. All right, wipe, wipe the, wipe those tears off of your iPhones. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know it's, uh, it's happening, right? Look, we're we're out here in New York, NYCFC fans, right? Look, we know. We know what it's like to lose a coach. We know what it's like already, right? And a, and a team with a... Although with none the, of ours are going to become the Mexican national team coach. <laughs> All of... True. We know, you know, uh, teams with, with, with not a long history, mm-hmm. right? With, uh, with, with, with coaches that have, have come and gone uh, pretty quickly. Uh, Tata Martino announcing that he is not re-signing with Atlanta United and will be uh, supposedly, I don't know, maybe by the time you hear this, uh, it might be official, but uh, he is supposedly going to be the Mexican national team El head coach. Three. So it's looking, uh, how, do, how do you feel, Alexa? What do you think about this move? You know, I think because there's been so many leaks and Sam Stasekul, uh, Sam Stasekul, uh reported that that's one of the reasons why they announced it now is because there's been so many consistent leaks coming out and they just didn't want to hold back and yeah. not answer it. But we we reported, well, we, I guess, tweeted it out a couple weeks ago when the first news broke that this was a potential. Um, and everyone's like, well, he said he didn't talk to them, right? And what did I, what did I tweet out? So did Vieira. <laughs> and look what happened. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a lot of smoke in the story. And now it's it's not confirmed that he's going to Mexico. But um, it looks like that's probably where he's going to go. I can't imagine he leaves his job for another club team. Yeah. Um, he seemed to have loved what he was doing. The question becomes... Well, first to answer your question, what do I think of it? I mean, it was expected. He's never stayed anywhere more than two years. So, um, you know, to expect that that would change. I know he loved Atlanta, but, you know, a bigger opportunity had to have come along. So, yeah, the rumors were that Mexico is offering four mil a year to coach a national team, which is it's too, it's too much money to ever say no to. I don't know if that's the real. We'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Gladly. We'll do it for half. (laughs) Save yourself some money. You get two guys. Become half the money. Become a Mexican citizen tomorrow. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) I will be out here saying popote. (laughs) I never will. I say absolutamente again. (laughs) So, uh, yes. So if, if that's the case, if he goes to Mexico, really it's, 
Great for Mexico. Great for the national team. Uh, a lot to look forward to. But if he goes to Mexico, when if a domestic coach in the United States leaves of that quality, while we're looking for a coach for the, the men's national team, the, the, the position is vacant, uh-huh. and there's a perfectly viable candidate whose English may not be the greatest. And if they let him go to Mexico, when he starts washing us, yes. Okay. <laughs> Picture that in your brain, folks. If like, he just starts, this is the weirdest context to use that in. I mean, I understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not physically washing. <laughs> no, no, no. Not cleaning. Maybe he it. tries to do that too. <laughs> you know, don't take away these opportunities. You, wa- the term like, yo, he's washed. It's not really used as a verb. Yeah. You know, yeah. like verb washing. Well, now I have to go go to verb. Well, Thanks, is, is, he wor- is he washing? Is he washing? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, What's sense. he doing to those boys? Oh, he's washing. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is if he starts destroying us on the field. Yes. Ernie Stewart got to get fired. If he's okay. Yeah. Uh, you got to say this is a fail on the, on the U S men's national team board, the U S soccer board. N- if not the potential coach that he hires that you would fire Ernie Stewart first, Ernie Stewart got to go. Okay. He had this dude in the domestic league available for interview. And he decided not to, because he doesn't speak perfect English. And he goes on to coach at three and three starts to destroy men's national team for the next, whatever it is, year or two. Ernie Stewart got to go. It's oh. his fault. He's not the coach of the men's national team. That's it. Okay. Done. And I need to hear it from Tata's own mouth while he's watching us, you know, <laughs> maybe puts on some jazz. I don't know. <laughs> I need to hear from his mouth that he didn't want the job or he wouldn't have taken the job. Now that he just wasn't interviewed. That's it. Okay. Ernie Stewart. Gotta go. And I got, I got a lot of respect for Ernie Stewart. Greg Berhalter looks like he's the guy, although people are saying maybe he shouldn't get the job if they miss the uh, playoffs, right? That's like a big thing. If, oh, okay, if okay. Columbus doesn't make it into the playoffs, all I'm saying is whoever you hire, okay, if Tata Martino, who's right in front of you and you had every chance, we got four million. We could pay him four million a year, can't we? I don't honestly. I don't think we can afford that. Who, I mean, honest. how much Jurgen Klinsmann was making three? Wasn't he? I don't know how much he was making, but it's like four. Four seems like a lot. For, I don't give a. I don't give a damn for a national team head coach that that plays what like twelve games a year and four million dollars. But they got a whole. They have a whole system they have to install. No, I understand. I'm just saying they have seems, a whole program. It seems like a lot, and he has a system, and it happens to be the same system as Sambaoli, right? Because it's Bielsa's. But what I'm saying is he has a system, and he cares about youth development, and he got Argentina to the World Cup final. Okay, See, all right. You would pay four million. That's fine. I'm just saying it seems like a lot. I need to hear from him and from everyone else. We interviewed him. He didn't accept the job because there wasn't enough money. That's acceptable. Anything else? Dude, you got you to gotta walk. You got to walk from the job. Now you have to wash us. <laughs> that's your punishment. That's your punishment. Sure, that's what we Get got. over that's here and clean my back. <laughs> All right. And get that lower part. I can't reach you. Well, <laughs> I refuse to reach. <laughs> well, uh, I, I wanted to give a shout you out. You disagree? That what? If, if Tata Martino and the Mexican national team just start ridiculously destroying the men's national team, just start beating us left and right. They win the gold cup. They do all that. You think Ernie Stewart should still have a job? Um, no, I don't think so. I think this is, this Boom. Should, you heard it from Christian. First. This should be a time when, uh, look, this, the Ernie, Ernie Stewart's job is a new job that did not exist before. Right. So he, he, having that, his main responsibility is to interview and choose 
a men's national team coach. And if standing in front of you. Yes, you're, you look, you're right. And you know who agrees with you? Um, not about his firing, but uh, Peter Vermees. I so I saw this uh, at uh, no other pod, at no other pod. Uh, hey, you know, shout Coo- to Coos. Coos, uh, Dan Coozer, uh, host of uh, the, the Sporting Kansas City pod, uh, Sporting uh, Kansas City podcast. But he he did uh, uh, point out an art. Uh, uh, I think it was an athletic article, and uh, and this is these were Peter Vermees' uh, comments. He said, uh, uh, "We we have to do something different." Uh, and I'll read the article. Versus Vermees says of the U.S. men's program, uh, "Quote we." have more resources today more at our, more at our disposal and we are not using any of it instead of going back and saying what are we doing what have what you have to say is where do we want to be who do we want to be it's your only objective if your only objective is to qualify for the world cup then just hire a head coach just fucking hire anybody you go hire a soccer coach he can qualify the team for a world cup he can but that's not making any advancement so i wholly wholeheartedly agree with uh with Vermees here where it, which it, that also tells me Vermees is no longer in the running <laughs> he, he is out here spraying yeah, he's, he's done with it yeah he's like oh not me all right y'all about to find out how I really feel <laughs> exit interview time so uh yes yeah, so look so it's looking like so this basically I, I agree with this I mean this this is, uh, holds U.S. soccer to a higher standard especially for the men's side to say hey no it's not just about it's not about just qualifying. We need to install people and put people in place to succeed and push ourselves further than ever before. And and the standard, the standard clearly for for 2018 was just get just get to the World Cup, right? That was they fired Jurgen. It was like oh he might not get us to work. Like that's it. It's just the concern was get to World Cup. And I we have to say to ourselves we have to be past that. We have yeah because 2026 is coming. Yes, we have to be ready for. It. We can't. We're going to automatically get in that World Cup anyway, right? Because we're one of the hosts. Yeah. You can't, you can't ruin the opportunity for us to shine. Yeah. Our, our main if, core of players are going to be in if, their prime of their career. If Russia gets farther. Got farther. Got, if got farther in this World Cup, in the 2018 World Cup, than the U.S. gets in 2026, that would be embarrassing. Completely embarrassing. What did they get? Russia got to the quarters? Yeah, the quarterfinals. Yeah, no, actually, the like semifinal. Did they get to the semifinal? I don't even know. I Russia was, World Cup 2018. I was too caught up with uh, you know Maradona flipping people off. I didn't even know what the hell was going on. Uh, but no, they got to the quarterfinals. They had the quarterfinals. Yeah, so there we the U.S. in 2026 should that should be the bar, right? To at least get to the quarterfinals. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, and I'll say this: whoever. Was running the doping program for Russia. We get hi- down here. We need- <laughs> get Ernie. Forget the coach. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> okay, so Tato's going to be like, you know, I keep asking these guys to run, and they don't stop. What's happening here? Um, but yeah, so we'll see uh, what happens here, man. Well, you know, look, if Tata Martino is moving over to to the Mexican national team coach, that means there's one coach that is still available, and he could either take the Atlanta job and well, continue the streak. There's, av- there's, there's a certain coach available. Why hasn't been hired yet if he's uh, so good, huh? Uh, because he's waiting for the time. <laughs> he's waiting to talk to Ernie. And also, I heard he got Duolingo, so he's trying. <laughs> Sambaoli as the men's national team coach. I know nobody wants him, but I do. <laughs> and it would be 
epic. Yeah, you're really climbing uphill with this, man. You're but you really have no pu- idea. Pushing a rock up a boulder. Uh, a rock up a hill. Anyway, yeah. up a oh, boulder. Oh, and also, by the way, you made a grammatical mistake, a grammatical error in a tweet. I felt I felt vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> One. Yeah. One. Oh, buddy, that's all I needed. That's all I needed. It happens from time yeah. to time. Uh, so Your perfect record has been besmirched. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird because, yeah, nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. I do. I do. You, uh, bring on Sambaoli. <laughs> bring on Sambaoli. Well, uh, I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. What's going to happen you know when what? he's running amok in Atlanta? You know what's weird? So, me. speaking of the Dan Flynn stuff and, and all these pieces that are moving around in U.S. In, in, uh, US soccer, uh, some people think that the next up in line for Dan Flynn job might be actually Jay Berhalter. And then if that's the case, it, then it seems even crazier that Greg Berhalter would be uh, the head coach of, of the U.S. I don't really see that much of a conflict of interest there, to be completely honest. No, no you don't. <laughs> I don't because like he's taken himself out of the running uh, for in to choose to help choose the, the, the next coach. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know what I mean? What are you going to do? Tell the guy you got to quit your job so that your brother could get the whole head coaching job. It's ridiculous. Okay. It just seems, it just all seems a little, uh, insider. You know what I mean? I would talk, talking about going, going to the hall of fame and being feeling like, okay, well, it doesn't seem like everybody was, was, it was, it wasn't, it didn't seem super inclusive. No, and it did we, seem like a lot of stuff gets handled by handshake. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ugh. so it, it just doesn't, uh, uh, you know, throw that kind of, uh, uh, you know, that, that idea away or anything like that. If so, Columbus misses the playoffs, you think he should still get a shot at the, uh, he's a good coach. I mean, I understand if he, if he got the job, it, it would, it will be earned. I wouldn't take anything away from him. Just hasn't he missed the playoffs the last two out of the three years? Uh, incorrect. No, they were in the playoffs last year. They beat Atlanta. Atlanta, remember Atlanta? Year before, losing? yeah, last year. Uh, and I think they were there the year before that, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think so. I think they missed after the. No, they were MLS Cup in 2015. Uh-huh. Uh, then they didn't miss the next year. I don't think they did. I could be wrong, but whatever. So, um. Let's talk about uh, uh, an issue that is maybe a little closer to us, and it's a little uh, it's, it's been a bit strange, and it's been all pretty weird. Uh, some people have uh, have probably seen it on Twitter. Some people have people have asked us to comment on it, and yes. for with you know with all due respect, yes, uh, we should. So in uh, so recently there was a tweet from Sean King uh if you don't know Sean King he is uh he's a journalist and uh he, I'm sure you've seen his tweets uh, pretty much he is a, a person that's very focused on civil rights uh he he kind of retweets or shares things uh, of any kind he's of He's got over a million followers so yes. like yeah he he any, highlights things that need highlighting Exactly especially uh you know any any civil rights issue any race issue anything that seems just absolutely like egregious he'll 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 point out and and he'll share it So he did this uh, regarding a, uh, an issue with NYCFC and there and, and in, I don't even know I'll just sort of explain everything right NYCFC uh, is a soccer team in New York. They have a they have a bunch of fans. There's a lot of people there, uh, and some of the people that uh, attend the games happen to be people that were either uh, very either alt right leaning, straight up Nazis. The whole thing it's a it's been an issue in in world soccer, and uh, and teams do everything they can to address it. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was a group. I don't remember their name doesn't even matter uh that were pointed out i believe in year one in 2015 and they were banned from attending games right there was an article in empire of soccer i think was the first time it was referenced yeah and it was like kind of like news to us we're like whoa 
Yeah, all pretty shocking, right? There's because people at the games that are potentially Nazis, like that was. You got to be out of your mind, right? Yeah, so we 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 go to games. This is this is not a thing we've. Uh, I I can only speak for myself. I've never seen any kind of display of any racism, any negativity. I I know there's been violence in general throughout uh, uh, the years. I've never personally that's seen it. Sometimes expected though. I mean, yeah, you got drunk people anyway. That's not a, a sign that someone's racist. You know what I mean? Exactly. But there were this story of 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 a, a group of people who were like hailing Hitler. Um, and then there was like this talk of a flag being like, uh, you know, coded, uh, Nazi stuff, which was kind of, I, I never seen anything like that. So I have no either. idea. Um, but there were a group of uh, five or six, uh, fans that were banned yes. for having, I don't know exactly why they were banned, but I know some of the other fans were talking about and, how they had ties, which is what should happen. Yeah. Of course, you, like nobody wants that around them. Uh, it's incredibly negative and it's not the kind of environment anybody needs uh, to see. That, that stuff yeah. doesn't need to be displayed at an MLS. As fans, you know, we don't represent NYCFC fans. In general. They're, they're their own people. I will say that as fans, what we expect from the team is to make sure that everyone is welcome as long as everyone is welcoming everyone else. Correct. So yeah, everyone's welcoming, but not if you're here to spout hate speech, not if you're here to discriminate against other people, even if you're not doing it at the game, if that's just the kind of person you are on social media online, it feels weird to say like you shouldn't be allowed or included, but I kind of agree that there's no reason why you should make other people feel unsafe. Okay. So the reason this is related to soccer in particular is uh, because the, there, I don't know if you watched the news and uh, recently there was a group called the Proud Boys that were uh, out in the street beating people up in New York City, in New York City, racial slurs, uh, homophobic slurs, the, the whole thing. Right. So just, again, disgusting as, as a resident of New York. I'm like, that's like the so last thing you would expect to happen in this city. Horrid, right? Yeah. Don't want that. But those people were identified. They were arrested. And but the NYPD has like an investigation now. There's video. There's Yes. So there is a, a real handling of that situation from a legal perspective, right? Right. The issue here and the reason it relates to soccer is because some of those people that were beating people up were NYCFC fans and they were at games and they there's a, yeah there's photo evidence we're not slandering we're, anyone they yet. were there we I, I've personally seen like one or two dudes that I that I saw that were identified so I know that it's a, a real thing it's right. not a my my issue is like it's uh of course none of these people should be welcome right but the the like I don't know um it, 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 this is a strange thing because it, it is it's trying to understand and figure out uh, it, it's such a strong like societal and legal issue. It's like f- crowbarring soccer into it is what feels strange. Right. But it's I mean, like, historically, that's very common. And I think, yes, a lot of the issue with this when it comes to soccer is that romanticizing the, those early 90s English, yeah. you know, firms and, and, and casuals and hooligans, which sometimes didn't have the most progressive ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some of those guys still exist. You know what I mean? And, you know, the Nationalist Party is still a big thing in 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 uh, in, in England. It's not huge, but it's a big thing. It's there. It, and I know some people say, like, the UKIPs are a part of that. Like, there's a lot of it that should going be, on. It should be addressed. If, if there is behavior that is negative, violent, you know, racist, homophobic right. at games. Of course, of course, the team is responsible. The league is responsible to stop yeah. all of that. The, the the other supporters. It is on the onus of the club itself uh, and the league. And and you know, and I would also go even a little farther and say, like, us as fans should be a part of 
uh, eliminating that as well. Right now, I'm not saying being violent or whatever, no. but we should do what we can to eliminate that kind of behavior. Or at least but, make it be known that that it's not welcome. It's not correct. a welcome ideal. Yes. It's not something and I, and, that should and be. And I applaud the- uh, a bunch of NYCFC fans for doing that. Yeah. Now the the. My personal experience as a season ticket holder of NYCFC, Mm -hmm. I go to games, I feel... I meet the kindest, warmest people. Yeah. Uh, everyone is they're supportive. Of, Welcoming. Uh, yes. Never. Progressive even. Not once in my experience of attending NYCFC games these last four years have I ever witnessed any kind of Nazi anything yeah. or like not even a little bit. Maybe, again, that's my personal experience. Maybe there was a game I didn't go to that something happened. Never seen it once. Right. I can only, that's, that's the only thing I can speak to. So my, my issue is, is that look I I I love Sean King. I like I appreciate what he does. Right. This this is one of those things where it just it, feels a little overinflated his statement. Correct. And you know he has had some misses, but I don't think like some things that have come out were like, well that whoever your source was there missed this ideal or whatever or missed yeah. this thing. This is one of those situations where like I got a text from a friend of mine who knows nothing about soccer. Yeah. Yo, what's this? I hear that NYCFC is the favorite team for Nazis. And I'm like, this is what I think I had to sit there and explain. Look, it's like five or six guys. Literally the conversation we just had here yeah. on this podcast. It's like five or six guys that doesn't represent the, the fan base as a whole. One of those dudes like I've seen in photos of like road trips to away games with some of the other fans, fans that are extremely progressive. Yeah. So I, I look, maybe he has those ideals. They, they seemed okay with his president. I probably wouldn't be as comfortable, but that's up to them. You know what sure. I mean? I think it's one of those things where I say, I don't think it should be welcome. I, I, th- yeah. I don't think it should be. I'm not saying allowed or disallowed. That's for the club. But as fans, we should make it clear. And I want to piggyback on what you said. I've never felt in danger. At, at at NYCFC games, I've never felt like the person I was speaking to was anything uh, way more you know hardlined or or, yeah, or racist than yeah, some than, people- than, than, than anyone else that was there. Everyone was like a happy yeah. you know there to watch the game. Some shit gets said that's probably not the most modern. You know what I mean? You know, making fun of you know maybe the p word. Uh, what you know with the kickoff. Yeah. There's some things where I'm like, yeah, all right, that's not comfortable, but never like. Oh, these guys just came from a meeting about wanting to keep a yeah, statue. Yeah, a lot of a, a lot of it is like, yo, we don't know these dudes. Like, we don't know what their lives yeah, are which, like. And, yeah. and, and and this is and the some of the ones they're talking about, these are Latino dudes. It, it, like, none of it makes sense. Which all right, blows our mind. And I know that there's like an it's issue like that with black Black Mirror episode. Yeah, there's right? like white supremacy <laughs> issues in Latin America, which is just <laughs> you know what I mean. But I, again, you know, it's a different experience than being here. You know, here we're minorities and we're different. If you're in your country. Simple differences between the two of you make you different. Like I'm sure people and outside of the U.S. are looking at us, going like, "Why are they killing black people? Like, why are cops killing black people? They're just Americans. You're all Americans." Here, it's hard to see it that way because every little difference yeah. is sort of separates you from the outside in. I'm looking at all of you, like, going, "You're all Latino. Like, what are you doing?" Yeah. But I get it. You know, I, yeah, some th- people are proud of their European heritage. The main, a little too proud. Yeah, that, that's my main concern of it being like overblown. I mean, it's like it, it's if there's. It's sort of the strange thing, and maybe as as a person of color, this is sort of how I see um, like race, sort of like in society and stuff like that, right? So I understand the concept that Nazis might exist, right? Or uh, if there's a Nazi, if, say you have a a, a Nazi, uh, whatever, like uh, alt right person or whatever, in in any uh, at a, at a at a cafe. And, but they don't do anything Nazi like. They're yeah. just having a coffee. Uh, should we say 
uh, no, get out of here. You're not allowed to have coffee here. Right. There's so th- there's sort of like we can do that for every sing. Like, I'm sure there's racist people that go to uh, go everywhere, go to basketball games, go to yeah. like how how far back or how much into somebody's mind are we supposed to go to deny them the opportunity f- to 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 like to remove them? From uh, from any kind of you know any location based on what their beliefs are. I personally did not know, and this is in hindsight, right? I personally did not know what any of these dudes were, who they, what they did, or whatever. Right. But then when I see them beating people up in the street, when I see them in Charlottesville, right? When I see that, I'm like, all right, now at this point, you don't get to now just be cool with us, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I get the fact that, like, well, he hasn't hurt any of us here. Bill Cosby, you know what I mean? Yeah, that you wouldn't want him in a room with your mother. Oh, well, he never hurt my mother before. Oh, well, look at his look at his details we have of him in other situations. Yeah. Part of me is like, yo, if that's the kind of person you are, I mean, if we have, we're talking about someone who, you know, wears clothes, like, you know, whatever the Fred Perry shirts or whatever they yeah, are, or, you know, maybe dresses like casuals or whatever. How angry is Fred Perry after that? Happened? Probably not. He's getting sales. <laughs> uh, but like, if maybe you dress like a casual or something of that, I'm like, it is what it is. You dress like how you want. I'm not going to, I mean, you could dress like a gangster. It doesn't mean you're a gangster, but if we have video of you. Fucking and there's photos of you doing those things. <laughs> it needs to be made clear you can't go do that during the week and then come back as a as just like a general dude on the weekend yeah. and be a part of what we're doing. And I think this is an issue. This is an issue with I think they were saying in the Sean King thread, if you go down, people were saying like um, oh, there's a there's an all right DC United fan that like is very loud about it on Twitter and and uh tweets and stuff about it. And you know, some of the fans have been trying to make him not feel welcome. And they've been suggesting that the club does a lot of pro gay stuff and have like LGBTQ yeah, yeah. days and stuff. So let at the very least send the message is like, yo, not only are you not welcome here, but we're going to make you have to sit through these things that you don't like and to show our love and appreciation for everyone, yeah. regardless of their race, religion or creed or, or sexual yeah. background or whatever I, it, to come to come to these games and feel yeah. welcome as and make sure, you know, you're I, not, I, your ideals aren't welcome here. And I think everyone should be doing that. Sure. I, I think to me, there's a, there's a difference between uh, interacting with people who are just straight up criminals. Right. And, and, uh, I, and, uh, and these are like hate crimes. Yeah. So you understand like, Oh, as forget soccer, man. It's just like forget. It's like as a person in society, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be around people like this because yeah. I feel like I would be in danger, or or my friends and family might be in danger as well. But as as a person of color that understands that uh, that deals with, oh, I understand that racism exists and this is a real thing. Like I can't. I can't do that with everybody, right? I can't be like, oh, because you have some racist ideal that you're not allowed wherever because I wouldn't get far with that kind of rhetoric. So that that's, I, I think that should be a, 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 a distinction, right? It, it's, it's, I'm not sympathizing with anyone because I personally wouldn't want to be around someone who's just a straight up Nazi. No. Right? Yeah, of course not. But if not if, someone I commiserate if, with, if, if a, if a, a Nazi never committed a crime, if they just held these beliefs and like, what is the responsibility of the person sitting next to them in a soccer game to eliminate them from a game? I mean, and I'm differing that from someone who's clearly on ev- has evidence of committing a crime, committing hate crimes, compared to just someone who has some ideals and doesn't bother anybody. I think one of the reasons why I'm going to be a little bit different in, yeah. in what maybe what you're saying right now is in the sense that we had to fight him in a war. And, you know, six million of us of, of one religion had to die for us to realize maybe this isn't the ideals we should be, you know, backing up. And if your, if your ideal is that 
I or anyone else is less of a human being because of some religion that they were raised with or uh, because of how they were born, then I, that's not something I, that I think we should, that is, it's a little bit different than saying like, well, I'm a, I'm a very I, conservative I'm, person. I'm I don't agreeing. think they should get married. Not, uh, All right. Maybe you could sit next yes, to me and I want to agree with you. I'm not disagreeing. Mm, the, the term Nazi to me is a, yeah, is of course. A, that, is a, that is I'm, the one disclaimer. I'm exaggerating. I'm like, All right, I'm exa- I get your point. Yeah, yeah. I totally get your point. The point. That's uh, the one thing. I just want to make sure point, we're clear. As, 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 as cooligans. As <laughs> human beings, what is the... Our responsibility to remove That's like saying, these yeah, people. No Republicans allowed to sit next to me at the game. That's stupid. That's, 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 that's what stupid. I'm saying. Like, we're not going to agree with a lot of people. I, I'm saying Nazi is like the most extreme thing. Yeah. But the, the and I just hate is, the normalization. It is a of real the term. thing because my my concern and the reason I'm getting very serious about it is because people are being very like it, are getting is getting very divisive and people are accusing like NYCFC fans. Oh, you are associating with this person and you are like like you're you're the same as a Nazi or whatever. Like I'm, I don't know why some people will uh, would associate with someone or not like everybody has their their personal choice but by making these accusations that like it's a whole the whole thing this whole thing it puts I, honestly i think it puts people in, in some danger you know i agree so that that's, i totally agree uh, that's my concern about like you, you there might be people taking photos of like oh look at this person at a game but then it's like well, there's four or five other people i have no idea who this dude is yeah I, I, I never know who the people around me are. Exactly. Yeah, and I, you know, maybe it's people from the Midwest going. What do you mean you don't know the people around you? You're not turning around talking to people. No, we're New Yorkers. We don't talk yeah. to anybody. We watch the game. We go home. I think what we the, have our friends. The, I think, the and impo- I can tell you this much: the people we fucks with, not Nazis. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty clear. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure they're not. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking about dark-skinned Dominican dudes. <laughs> uh, so, two, uh, three or four El Salvadorans. Look, the 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 important thing is I, I think there's a there's a united front from 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 fans of NYCFC from fans of just soccer in general. Like, dude, nobody wants this around them. Nobody Especially wants. Especially not MLS is the last place you'd expect to hear like, this. If you said this was the Serbian league, you'd be like, of course, oh, of course, we, of course yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know what? There's probably four or five guys that aren't. Dude, man, yeah, <laughs> and they like, probably got banned for not being Nazi. What? Cor- <laughs> Croatia, Croatia, they they're burning swastikas into the field. They had to know? play their qualifying matches would, and, behind and, closed and, doors, no yes. fans, and. And, and everyone loved them during the World Cup. <laughs> so let's not let's not uh, like Just, MLS is the last. But you know what? This is also part of the growing pains. Yes. of MLS. We're now at a point where you're bringing in a ton of fans. You know, Atlanta just broke a record: nine hundred thousand plus people this year. Yeah, this year nine hundred thousand people went to go see them play. In that number. There's going to be one or two baddies. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. One or 2,000 Nazis are clearly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is NYCFC, this is not an NYCFC specific issue. This happens to be something where the uh, people you've seen at some of those other events, like you mentioned, Charlottesville and things like that also have gotten NYCFC games. I, I get your point of like, all right, at what point do you, to me, it's like, yeah, if you were at I, these I events, mean, look, hey, I, look, am I going to fight? Am I going to fight somebody who was at Charlottesville? Like, am I going to fight this person? Like, no. I, I'm not that person. Yeah. I'm not that dude. Right. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go the more, you know, uh, uh, democratic route. And <laughs> yeah, be like, yeah. yo, I want to can we do something about this? Call guy? security. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm not, I'm just not that dude. It's just, that, that's my main concern about this. Th- these accusations of like, who's associating with who, like not everybody clearly, everybody does not agree with, with uh, uh, with the what the ideals or whatever, but there is uh, the, 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 what what should be done is put put that message out. Like none of this is welcome. Do what you can to uh, yeah. in a nonviolent way to eliminate these people and from, I think, from games. And I think the way one of the ways you do it as a fan, if you don't want to get physically involved, which I would hope no one does, because that just doesn't solve anything. Um, the way you do it is to display your approval of everyone who comes to the game. 
that That's is it. that is loving. And I'm that, kissing that cares. all the dudes out there. We are going straight tongue, my guy. <laughs> also, you know what's gonna happen? We're doing it in the stands. Tata Martino's gonna wash us in the stands. <laughs> so you all wanna right. see what we about? Get ready. All you right. wanna see what we about? We spreading that love, yeah. right? No, Literally no. <laughs> spread eagle that love. Yeah. We're gonna bust it wide open. <laughs> because you a fellow supporter and we yeah. love you. And remember, don't you be disrespectful, get involved. <laughs> you want to show you really love people? Get involved. All right. If you ain't kissing dudes, I think you might be a Nazi. Yeah, I think no, I really, then you're like, a Nazi. <laughs> and then you can't be what you can't be a part of this new fan base that NYC FC okay. has acquired. All right, tongue down, tongue in down, SC. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean we're sold out of season tickets? <laughs> all right. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully we solved. I think we solved everything. All there. that out. Uh, all right. So uh, we're gonna take a quick. Break. We're going to talk about uh, some of the games uh, that happened over the weekend because it, it is pre-decision day. Uh, but there's, there's wait, hold on, real quick before I go, I just want to shout out to uh, Ricky Maeda, uh, who who just expected is expected to plead guilty over in Hawaii. <laughs> he's the treasurer of a youth soccer <laughs> league, but he's indicted for stealing one hundred eighty thousand dollars as he was just signing off checks to himself throughout the years. Uh, one of the ones they got uh, prosecutors also said that Maeda wrote false information in the memo sections of the checks to make it appear as though they were reimbursing himself for legitimate expenses. Yeah, that's what you do. You're well, not going to put stealing money <laughs> in the memo. Okay. And this is from 2014. And my man wrote himself a $2,623 reimbursement for pins and coins. <laughs> All right. Which, come on, son. Pins it, and coins. I mean, if dude they, wasn't even trying to hide it. If they were, if they were commemorative, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe they could have been pretty expensive. Yo, actually, money is coins. He's got the money in his bank account. He did get coins with that. I mean, look, $180,000 over a couple of years. I mean, that's. That's gulliest treasurer of the week right there. <laughs> uh, especially after the conversation we just had. I don't know why you would even support this kind of behavior. I just think it's Matt Gully. Oh, he just wrote himself checked. <laughs> this is and was just You complain about US soccer and all the issues, and you're just like, oh, this guy stole a bunch of money. This guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> Pins and coins. You knew you were getting caught, you dumbass. <laughs> Uh, if you're a part of U.S. soccer, especially at the youth level, don't steal money, man. It's Please hard don't. Enough. We can't. We can't even make it to the World Cup. Like you're taking, you're taking money out of future Pulisic. And if you are, at least go out like Blazer did, snitch on everybody else who did it, so we can get him out of the game. <laughs> You're an idiot. Rick, <laughs> Ricky Maeda, you're the gulliest soccer treasurer of the week. He's going to be guilty. Of course he did. Pins and coins, you dumbass. <laughs> New turf. Jerseys. That's what you do. Uh, yeah. Also, $2,600. What weird gambling debt did you have? What weak ass Gambling, this credit card debt is all you try to pay off, and, they, and then and they say there's no money in soccer, right? There's at least 180 thousand. I want to know who gets that money now that he pleads guilty. Oh. They should sell this dude's house and give that money to the kids directly, not to the youth of the league. <laughs> you want them? You want kids to have one hundred eighty thousand dollars? Kids are just gonna get a check for twelve hundred dollars. I don't think kids will spend it any more intelligently <laughs> no. either. They're like, yo, I just want a bunch of pins and coins. <laughs> and he's like, get me out of jail! Get me out of jail! We're full circle. <laughs> Turns out I was right. Oh my goodness! All right, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> 
Hey, thank you so much for listening to The Cooligans. Just want to break in with a word from our sponsor, us. That's right. Yeah, Goalie Squad, baby. I want to thank all of you who have already signed up. Um, it's been absolutely amazing. We're getting up there, man. We're getting so close to that second episode. That's right. Uh, so we're very, very close. I think uh, we're, we're we're much closer than uh, than than anyone may think. Uh, so Yeah, <laughs> so, we're very, very close. So, so, you yourself could make that difference. Exactly. So uh, just, yeah, go to SoccerCooligans.com and, and sign up the, for Gully Squad. There's a bunch of cool uh, rewards and features and you and more than anything the the, the 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 reward is is how great you're you're gonna just feel about yourself I, that's part of it and also you're just gonna get all this extra content that's right you're gonna release all this that you're gonna open a Pandora's box right. of content all because you joined Gully squad we got a bunch of different levels you can actually pick what happens on the show you can mention topics that we'll cover uh, we mentioned already but somebody asked us to talk more about women's soccer that's and right. we've been doing that we did we also got another question and I want to bring it up now it says uh, we got a, a message from Vivian Chase and hey, she wanted us up, to Vivian? talk about a particular thing she goes I want to ask you guys a couple questions including some Something to discuss on the podcast. I'm a big Philadelphia Union supporter. Uh, sorry about the loss that they just lost to the Rebels the other day. You do, you're playing better. Uh, and uh, she said, I'm a big Philadelphia Union supporter and fairly new to MLS. The Cooligans was a huge entry point to learn more about the league and the culture around this. So thanks for that. Hi, shout, shout out. Uh, and she goes, I'm wondering if at some point you could talk about MLS's relationship with the loan system. Uh, obviously, Dojkow heard, uh, heard of him. That heard of him now. I don't know what she's referring to exactly, but has been a huge part of Philly's success this year. But his given his recent international format. And no option to buy. Seems pretty unlikely he's going to be back. Seems like a bad deal for a league where, where we basically had to pay top dollar for uh, a one-year DP holdover that will have trouble matching with similar investment in the market. Uh, and she also says, also come down to Philly uh, and do a show. It's only like $30 train ride and it's and it's way gullier here than New York. Uh, that's, that's, that's very true. <laughs> now it is. Although don't forget about the Bronx. And also we'll do some more research on the loan structure <laughs> and we'll get back to you with that. I but, mean, uh, what, like, what do you think about that very quickly? It's, it's it's not about um, because th- this guy had an issue with that with the Chicago Fire. Uh, yeah, I think any time that you could get a player for cheap, that's going to help your team, even if it's for one yeah. year, you do it. Th- this is it's frustrating for the fans, but MLS is all about turnovers. Yeah, so. and, th- and this isn't specifically an MLS issue. This is this could happen anywhere. It's just I I think players and this is very specific to the player. So he probably signed the deal being like. Let's see how this goes. Because if I sign the five-year deal right. and the team is trash, then I'm stuck here. I'm sure if he wants to leave to come back to MLS, he can make that you know clear. Yeah. He can put in a transfer request, and then they'll have to pay like real money for him, as opposed to whatever small amount they paid for the loan. Exactly. Uh, so uh, look at this—the ca- longest commercial ca- we've ever done. Yes, Katai had this same issue where yeah. he was on loan, and they and, and they didn't know what it was uh, from Chicago Fire. They, they didn't know if he was gonna uh, have an option to buy or whatever. Well, Christian, this is a commercial and not the second episode. No, I, but they sorted it out. I'm just saying this is important to talk about because yes, is, it is. These are the kind of things that we'll we'll talk about uh, for Gully Squad. So if you join we'll, up, we'll do research before. Again. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so uh, make sure you join again. You can play us in FIFA. You can get a uh, Gulliest tea, uh, but you'll be helping the show. Uh, and 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 those second episodes are coming real real soon. And too. you'll get tickets for events. We do like the one we're gonna do in Philly because it's Gully and we gotta be there. Gully is all over that there. and more. If you join the Gully Squad, please do that. Thank you so much. Now back to our show. Yeah, baby, we're back. Yo, all right. Uh, so a lot of lot of MLS happened. A lot of uh, US. Uh, what was it? Uh, US played Peru last week. Peru, yeah. Uh, and uh, that was a fun game. It was a fun game. We almost won it. 
Yeah, it was a cool goal that uh, Josh Sargent scored. A little uh, training training ground L- trick. A little, little deflection. The de- deflection was hugely helpful. But, you know, look, the team didn't look incredible, but they looked like they were having fun. And they looked like they were in the game. Sure. What uh, more do you want? Uh, and then there was a mistake from... Uh, Yedlin. Yedlin. Yedlin some, just fell somebody asleep. Not mar- it, was like, it, was, it was on Marky Delgado and, and Yedlin. They're both like... But not Yedlin, really- if he was tracking the, the runner, would have went back. He sort of looked over and realized the runner had already taken off. Yeah. If he was one step faster there or had been watching the player since before, that it was frustrating not a goal. Because our, our new friend, Reggie Cannon, Reggie uh, Cannon was the homie. One, subbed off yeah. for Yedlin. And then he was upset about it. Well, upset. you'll listen to the interview. <laughs> so the, uh, but yeah, but it was at least they, they didn't get, they didn't get washed. No, they did, <laughs> they did not. Those unlucky bastards. They did. They did some washing. Very <laughs> yeah, little washing. Yeah, yeah, very little. Uh, but some dry shampoo. <laughs> exactly. But I was, um, especially seeing Sergeant score and like they they played with a little bit of confidence. Not first half was bad. Not much. Uh, not much going on. Not much possession. That's that's my kind of main concern with the men's national team right now. Where I'm like, why can't we hold the ball uh, at all? Yeah. And, no. and look, I know Pulisic wasn't there. And uh, we also don't have a coach yet. You know, right now it's just Dave, uh, Dave, Sarakin. Dave Sarakin is the only coach in my heart. Well, no, because Oscar Perrier is not <laughs> taking over. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, look, the game happened like a week and a half ago at this point. So yeah, I'm just saying yeah. it happened. We have to at least uh, we've been talking a lot about U.S. soccer. So uh, in MLS, that's where all the action was, right? That's where uh, the action was. So let's uh, let's go through some of these games. Uh, D.C. United played against uh, NYCFC. All right. We don't have to talk about this, right? We, we have to we have to talk about everything. Uh, we have to D.C. Talk- United going from being half the season in last place. Yeah. To being in the playoffs, the Rooney shows up being like, "I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a handle this." And how wrong was I about that being a bad move, huh? Yeah. Whoa, boy. I think what what did we guess? I uh, I remember talking. I think I said they would make the playoffs like two weeks ago, but oh wow, what, what I know really thing. went out on a limb there. <laughs> no, but I think when Rooney right before Rooney played his first game, we said like, "Oh, he might have." Uh, he might get, I, I think I said he might not get to double digit goals, but maybe double digit assists. I don't remember what I said exactly. Uh, but he is, I think he's at, he's at, he might be, I think he's at 12 goals and nine assists or something like that in just like 19 games or something like that. It's just, I mean, look, that's it. It worked out. Everybody, all the people who were against Rooney and all this noise. I did not think it's he could handle the heat. <laughs> better than anyone could have, could have thought. But uh, DC United, uh, plays against NYCFC. They win three to one. They compared to the game against um, uh, NYCFC in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it does it, have twelve goals. They look like a very different team. The the surprise here, and the, the reason we need to talk about this game, what I wanted to mention, it was because apparently we I've I've been hearing out out on the, I've been seeing some tweets about how Total Soccer Show. Uh huh. You heard of those dudes, right? I think so. I don't, I vaguely. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar, but I don't even know. Whatever. Uh, uh, I think one of them has a weird accent. <laughs> I think I think so too. Yes. Uh the they apparently they've been they've been boasting a little bit about uh DC United's win over NYCFC. They've been oh, have they? bragging a little bit, you know. We were supposed to be at this game with them, but instead we were in Dallas. Dallas that's right. Yeah. Just watching another loss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh I'm I'm very glad we didn't drive six hours to, to watch the team do badly. Oh sure. Uh, but look. So look, I mean, I don't know. Look, they're they're a little cocky right now. Oh, of course, they're feeling great. Okay, and this for no and, reason. And and feeling good is not uh, something Daryl Grove is used to. 
You know, uh, he's not allowed to. He's English. <laughs> he's English. You know, the moment he starts to feel good, he knows it's all going to collapse. <laughs> so the uh, but they did win this game uh, three to one. And and this was I, I think the, the couple things that stood out was obviously Wayne Rooney. Just he, again, he played great. Just, also, Lucha Acosta just seems Costa. like he keeps getting better. What is it? Who is it? It's just uh, he carved up the I, entire I'm gonna, back I'm going to go on a limb and say Lucha Acosta might be the Argentinian Messi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never heard that one. Before, folks, never, not once, not once. <laughs> That's never been said before, right there. Uh, yeah, Lucho Acosta. I mean, God, he's unstoppable. If you're wearing an NYCFC jersey, <laughs> no, he's made a lot of people look bad this year, and I, I think it's and all of them are on the back line for NYCFC <laughs> in one play, just carved everybody up. Yeah, you, you know what? You're. I don't think we've seen anything like that this season uh, of, of NYCFC getting carved up like that. Oh, I thought, it, it reminds, I thought you said we haven't seen it at all, and I'm like, well, no, we've all watched Orlando City games. <laughs> no, no, With NYCFC doesn't tend to get like body like that. No, uh, well, yeah, in the so, Dome era. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It's just it's been happening I a little bit. I put this on Twitter. Vieira couldn't win a derby, wins every other game. Yes. Dome doesn't lose a derby, loses every other game. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, who was um was it Matthew Doyle? I forgot who I was watching. They were just talking about what was going on with NYCFC and They've had a terrible run of form. Nobody's super optimistic about these playoffs, <laughs> but who knows? Something might turn around, but there were issues with like some injuries and young Herrera came back and stuff like that. So that yeah. was cool. Um, but one argument that I was surprised to hear, and I think it was Matt Doyle. I apologize if it wasn't, but uh, I think he said that the NYCFC, they changed the system mid season. Dome brought in new players that weren't as good as the players that they currently had, which is that I had not heard that before. Uh, I think it's true. Kind of make that. So I'll probably mean, talking about Castellanos. Tati Castellanos, Ilo uh, Amaga, which I would not argue with. He's not been, he is not, he kind of, Max Morales, I think was injured. So he didn't play the game uh, against DC United, but re- replacing him is Ilo uh, Amaga. And Amaga is just, I don't know. I don't even know what to say, right? He got a red card his first game. Uh, he is, does not look like... It's so weird. To, you, you have this a, a, a La Liga veteran coming yeah, to... And, a, a legend in his club. Sure. But the... the, the Beloved at Hirona. But this is sort of the... It, 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 it speaks to the, the, to, to the people and responds to the people that are like, yo, MLS is trash. Anybody can go here and just wax everybody. Which is happening because of Wayne Rooney playing so well in slot time. Yes. Oh, all you need is to walk in there. Like these guys aren't legends. The, in the legends game. of the game will have an easier time out here because they had an easier time at United. <laughs> exactly. Right. They were clear. They were good there. They're yeah. probably going to be good here. If you're a player who plays any, on pretty much anywhere else in the world and you're okay, you're going to be okay here, here or, may, or maybe you're not even going to be able to keep up because you, I'm yeah. a guy is, is that example where I'm like, yo, dude looks like he ain't fit to be playing with these MLS dudes. Yeah. And it's like, uh, so you can call MLS trash all you want, but there's people who come here and have a tough time. Yeah. A lot, a very tough time. And they look like they're not playing the same game as everyone else on the pitch. And that's exactly what's happening with I'm And Castellanos has these moments of real brilliance, but it's like, are you here just showing off or are you part of this team? Yeah. I think Jonathan Lewis is a better option in that same exact position. Yeah, I would say so. And he's well. been called back from loan. Give the kid minutes. What did he do? <laughs> what did, somebody tell us what he did. We'll accept it if you tell us. <laughs> because it just doesn't seem to make much What sense. if he washes us? You know what I mean? Uh, but no, this, uh, this puts NYCFC in a weird 
position, right? Because losing to DC United might have actually been better for NYCFC, arguably, right? Because they uh, it, it put DC United into fifth place, so they won't have to play them in the knockout game. Right. They'll, they'll ha- probably have to play Columbus at home. So who who would you want to play? I was Columbus. Columbus was, hasn't scored much this season. Yeah, earlier I was suggesting that it, because of how they played DC United in the first game at Yankee Stadium, I'm like, oh, play them again at Yankee Stadium. They'll probably win. Uh, but I'm thinking with the heat that Rooney's bringing, Lucho. Although, although they are a different team on the tiny pitch, on the tiny field. They're, they're a different team on the road. Uh, when, I believe Wayne Rooney has not won a game uh, uh, on the road. Uh, DC United has not won a game with Wayne Rooney on the road. Yeah. But so, they've also not had, they've only had four games on the road since he's and been. Columbus at, didn't have a home until three weeks ago. So they've technically <laughs> everything's been on the road for them. So, so the uh, argument, I think NYCFC might have more luck with playing against Columbus. Come and, on, Minnesota. I mean, come on, Montreal. So come on. So uh, it, it's, if, uh, you know, who, who, who ends up with the, Team who ends up playing um, uh, Atlanta or the I mean it's probably if the if NYCFC wins they probably will end up playing Atlanta uh, in the no I'm sorry they might end up playing yeah they might end up playing uh, Atlanta in the playoffs no no right it's it's first plays the lower seed so we'll see I don't know I think it's would it, would it, would it, could we have a, a a derby in the in the first playoff game uh, in the first uh, the two leg game they would hope so. Because it gets reseeded, I know that, but they're the higher seed. The, the so you're assuming Philly and DC win, and NYCFC loses, right? On goal differential, they no, so I'm, no, they I'm stay ass- up. I'm assuming NYCFC and uh, yeah, so so Atlanta would play DC. Atlanta and, and Rebels get a bye. Yes, correct. I'm saying so. I, NYCFC. This is presuming. Uh, this is presuming that NYCFC and DC United win. So they would play. Uh, Philly would play DC United, and NYCFC would play Columbus. So now the the two people who move forward would be NYCFC and DC United. So if those two, then uh, Atlanta plays DC because they play the the lower seed. NYCFC and NYC plays Red Bulls. So we would have a Hudson River Derby in that, which is Dome's which is game. Dome. <laughs> So, so that I mean, it would just be intense. It would be great in the playoffs. It would be the first time NYCFC and the Rebels play in the playoffs. Wow! So that's that's looking like uh, it's a possibility because I think the team who plays NYCFC at home is you can't. You, there's no way you can favor them. NYCFC has been insanely dominant at home. They've only lost one game. Ah, please, please, God! <laughs> it would be yeah, dude. I'm just saying for the theater. It'd be quite exciting. Bro, you want ratings. <laughs> you want- Hire extra cops because, you know what I mean, <laughs> these two fan bases don't get along. And also, I don't know, hire some folks to get rid of the Nazis. You know what I mean? Sure. Can you handle that first? Uh- yeah, take care of that before the game. <laughs> so, um, uh, but, the, the, but the game set was, was pretty good. The, well, one weird point in this game was the, was the penalty call. That was a, the a handball on, on Alex Ring. Uh, the ball hit his hand. It's understandable. But it was a funny thing that he... A lot of times, what what usually happens when somebody uh, a player when the ball hits their hand, they like they try to like uh, not make it look like it did, and yeah. they, they do whatever they can. Not him. He played injured. He played injured. He's like, it hit my hand, <laughs> ref. Guys, ref, hit my I hand. I did this thing where I put my hand out, and the ball hit it, and now it, it hurts. hurts. Okay, because somebody. <laughs> I think I broke my leg robbing this bank. <laughs> what should I do? Give it to yourself. Can you call an ambulance? <laughs> no, not the police. An ambulance. <laughs> this is funny. He's not a thing. Buddy, keep least. it together, buddy. <laughs> keep it together. Now's not the time. Um, <laughs> but again, I, like like I said, it, it seems like this loss might have actually been better for NYCFC. Uh, but wait, doesn't that mean now that if NYCFC loses, 
They no, if they lose, it's not good because then they don't host the game. But if NYCFC win, then Red Bulls wins the supporter shield. If NYCFC wins, uh, no, if Atlanta wins their next game, they win the supporter shield. If, if Atlanta loses and NYCFC or draw, wins, no, this has the supporter shield. NYCFC has no influence on the supporter shield at all. I think you're wrong. Who does NYCFC play next? Philly. Philly. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> what are you talking about? They, they, <laughs> Rebels and Atlanta have their own thing. Uh, NYCFC was like, hey, guys, you know what, guys? You guys take that support. I have no You relationship. know what? You guys worry about it. <laughs> We're going to lose a couple just to see what the fan base does. <laughs> so, uh, so okay. So, let's uh, let's talk about um, another game. Um, oh, so we have to – Orlando. We, we, look, we haven't – every time we've talked about you guys, it, it's been mostly uh, negative and – Oh, and Atlanta's playing Toronto. Oh, my God. Just give them the shield now. <laughs> So who knows? Anything happened. Um, the la- remember last game of the season last year, Jovinko banged that free yeah. kick towards the end and uh, and and put Atlanta into the knockout. And round. did Orlando win? Orlando, that's what I'm saying. Orlando just did win. Uh, yeah, anything could happen. <laughs> Orlando defeating Columbus, and this is huge because Columbus now has to win their next game or they're out of the playoffs if Montreal wins. Montreal has to win. Montreal has to win, but Columbus. Has to Montreal on 46 points. Yes. And Columbus on 48. So this would be so bittersweet if the crew are saved and Columbus misses the playoffs. How sad. What a shame that would be. And we talked about would Yeah. They're playing new England, Montreal. Yeah. (laughs) They could, they they could, they could win that game. Essentially could. They could win the game. Who does Columbus play? I'm figuring out that right now. Columbus loses, but they look, they, this Columbus plays Minnesota. Oh man. <laughs> but look, Colum- I'm a little bit more worried about Minnesota than I would be New of uh, New England because they have, they have pieces. I don't think Heath is the right coach cause he can't make them put together, uh, but he can't put them together. But uh, like I can't do with words, but <laughs> I think Minnesota has, you know, Quintero could go off. Yeah. yeah anything happened. So, but or, uh, Columbus should have clinched a playoff spot. Already this weekend yeah. with a win over the the second worst the, team, in the, the league. seventy I believe seventy three allowed goals, <laughs> Orlando City, where uh, uh yeah it's it, a goal for Orlando is like at, at this point like when when you're it's in like the, a lacrosse team winning the Super Bowl, <laughs> so, but dude it's like <laughs> it is a it's a mirage like you're in the desert yeah, and you yeah. see you think you see water like <laughs> I ain't real <laughs> Orlando's like is that what I think it is yeah. <laughs> oh dear God <laughs> but uh two penalties right two penalties uh, they they score two goals uh, Sasha question. Bangs in a penalty, first time in I think a decade. Uh, <laughs> scores and um, uh, but they win this game two to one. A, a gorgeous goal from uh, from Pipa uh, mm-hmm. Higuain and uh, just a, gr- a great free kick. But Columbus, how do you lose this game? You don't lose this one. This is the one. <laughs> this is the gimme. No one, no <laughs> one thought you were going to lose this game, <laughs> including Orlando. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, it's weird. Where, James O'Connor was like it, pacing the sidelines. It like, seems That's like right, son. It, it seems like wherever Justin Miram goes, that team loses. Oh, he wasn't allowed to play. He he, he didn't play. No, it was part of the deal. You didn't know that? Oh, I didn't know that. That's part of the deal. <laughs> well, he's like, yeah, you guys. Uh, Orlando okay. was like, you could go back home, but you can't play in the game. Oh, that's interesting. That that's com- that's very common with loan deals yeah. in, uh, in, in the rest of soccer. Yeah. in the rest of the world soccer. Um, okay. But that explains it, right? I yeah. mean, they were without like really their, their, their pendulum. If a you little will. bit. Yeah. Um, 
But disappointing. disappointing. It's still against Orlando. I mean, you don't need your full squad to beat Orlando. <laughs> I don't even think they feel the full squad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Orlando's like, let's just give some of the front office people a chance. Uh, who, who, uh, um, Yoshimeli Yotun gets, uh, he did a Panenka, uh, which is By cool. The way, say that one more time. A Panenka. No, the before. Yoshimel Yotun. That's beautiful. Yoshimel Yotun. <laughs> who scored for Peru, right? In the friendlies, I think he did score one, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Not the not the game. Not against. No. Not, I think oh, he hit the crossbar. That's what he did against it. U.S. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's so crazy. Monster Watching bad. Peru and there's like, you know, there's a couple guys that play all over the world. Right. Uh, I'm like, yo, Peru's nice. Yeah, they got they got skill. They got some ballers. They and, just can't put it all together. Yeah, but they got they got, they got I, pieces. You know, props to Alex Collins playing on on the Peruvian team. I know yeah, there man. was an injury and he and he filled in, but he looked good too. He looked great. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, you know he's he's one of these guys at NYCFC that def, that definitely gets like overlooked a little bit because you're just so used to him being that consistent. But having a, a, a center back that consistent is very rare, especially in this league, man. He's been uh, really good. I know he played, he played every, every minute of the season last season. He played every single minute. I mean, Jeez. Iron Man. Dude, it's crazy. Uh, he also threw an elbow at the wrong time. Hey, I mean, speaking of Columbus, uh, <laughs> speaking of Merrim, yeah. uh, Merrim blows us again. Yeah. Damn you, Merrim. <laughs> uh, real quick, Dallas did play against Sporting Kansas City. I was there. They won 3-0. Which is uh, why they lost. Why they lost. I was there. <laughs> I distracted everyone. You know, the, the weird thing about, uh, you know, when you get press credentials, uh, it is like, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a privilege and it's really, it's really cool. Uh, one thing, is, it's very important to not, as, as like uh, when you're on the field to not like you're not supposed to distract any of the players and not supposed to say anything and yeah you're like they they sometimes they cordon you off to certain sections or yeah. they have like you're supposed to stay behind the ad signs yeah there's like there's definitive rules in most stadiums exactly. they're all different uh, but I jumped on the field and I, I was like yeah I need to take a photo of you Tesho <laughs> yeah <laughs> yo Tesho remember us <laughs> no but that was the weird thing is that we just did the interview with a, a lot of the players and I was walking by and Tesho did see me and was like hey what's up and during was, the game during the game. But it, the weird thing was like it wasn't like a they were already like losing I think two nil, so it was. You're like gonna a, get this guy in trouble. No, no, I don't. I mean, obviously he can look at people, right? It's not yeah. a big deal. He just looked at me and just like and just gave me like a head nod, like like oh I see I see you dog. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm at I'm at right now. Yeah, but I see you. <laughs> oh, okay. But What's it really up? it. it I very much I felt uncomfortable just even being near there because he was like uh, warming up and stuff, and I and he was and he, he just gave me a nod, but like dude, I mean. A serious nod. I mean, it was like you, you can. I I felt that competitive fire and how angry he was that the team was down and how it was like, "What's up? I know what's happening. I'm gonna try my hardest to get." Yeah, yeah it was like one of those. Yeah, yeah. It was just like somebody that is in the zone and you can't get them out of it. Yeah. And and I just I left. I I like walked away. I was just like, "Oh, dude. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean." Like, you like, splash with cold water in his face to like, like get him out. It was out just of one it. of those things where where you know somebody is just like straight up like gully as hell and 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 looks and stares somebody Focus. down and who's gonna, it's like who's going to play chicken, right? Yeah. Gonna, and I I ran away. I was yeah. like, I do not You're have like, this <laughs> I, I do not have this competitive <laughs> fire <laughs> that Tesho Akandeli has cuz wow. I yeah. I mean, again, you see it on TV or whatever, but when it's directed the, like at you, yeah, when it's in your face, you're like, oh my god! I'm Next thing you know, Christian's in the wall for the free <laughs> kick. Like, I don't know, I'm trying not to let him down. Uh, I just, I, I, I bought this full kit in the in the club room real quick. I very much was like buckled. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, oh my god! Like, it, it's just like uh, again, it, it's one of those. 
when, when people knock this league and 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 the passion behind it, and, it's ridiculous. But when you see the players, and I'm like, yo. I felt it, it in my core. Yeah. How serious he <laughs> yeah. was about being a professional footballer. <laughs> I could feel it in my popete. <laughs> <laughs> popete is something else. It's yeah. popote. Popote. <laughs> popote. I forgot. We're Mexican now. We have to remember this in my sorbeto. All right, way. Um, so uh, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, L.A. against Minnesota. Uh, oh, actually, you know, last thing about um, Sporting Kansas City and Dallas. Uh, I got to say hello to Matt Beasler after the game. I was like, hey, Matt, uh, I'm Christian. I was uh, one of the cool guys to inter- interview you. And he was like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? Thank you, thank you for being here. And he was just like the most delightful guy. Was he? I yeah. saw the picture with the thumbs up. Yeah, he, yeah, he took that. Elvis took that photo. He was, oh, that's dope. I, and he, he just like, oh, bro, you want a photo? All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> just a super chill dude. Just yeah. like, you know, he was on the show and it was great. Just a, just a bro who plays Great. soccer. He was much happier because they won three now. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. So, so, L.A. against Minnesota. So, uh, L.A. wins this game three to one. But, really, the highlight of this game is not Zlatan Ibrahimovic scoring or getting that baller-ass assist to Romain Alessandrini. That was dope. One of the greatest passes I've seen this season. The goal itself that goal he itself, scored, the, the header was nothing. Alessandrini The just, pass to Alessandrini was wildfire. Amazing, right? He's just like, he's getting a, one defender on him. Uh, Zlatan... A peek. He just takes a little peek. He's like, bro. Peripheral. I know where this French dude is at. Yeah, right. and I know what he's going to do. <laughs> okay. I know where he's going. <laughs> I'm going to put it perfectly on his left I'm foot. I'm going to cut him off at the pass. <laughs> <laughs> so it was beautiful. But the the most exciting thing of this match was not, it's not the game itself, but before the game. Troll game heavy. All right, because we know. Roast we, game heavy. We, we talked about it, what, last week or two two weeks ago, Hell I think. Yeah. Uh, about Zlatan being, uh, uh, you know, talk, be, how he, he, he put Puts on. He, he said 55,000 people are going. Yes. And they're there to see me, not Minnesota. Yes. It was common, right? He does, this is what he does. This is what he does. And, and he, then Minnesota was like, how about we set our ovens to broil, son? Because <laughs> we going to roast you. Like, obviously, it didn't work out in the end. But, but in the beginning, In though, the beginning, it worked out quite well. In the funny game, they won. <laughs> three points in the roast game. You win. The Cooligans yeah. award you three points. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. In the Cooligans table... <laughs> You at the top right now. <laughs> okay. So uh, if you didn't see this, Minnesota United, uh, in, in the player introductions for the away team, which was the Los Angeles Galaxy, yeah. they are showing all the players and their names. They're announcing the announcer. They have like the photo the with like photo. a little data next to them. Yes. It's and, like a little headshot. And uh, they, they, they're they showing all the players. Sebastian Legette, hopefully shirtless, you know. Please. But then they go to get, to get to Zlatan's uh, player image and all the information. And uh, it's just uh, an icon uh, that says image not found. Yeah, image not found. <laughs> so dope. This is right in the on the big board. On the big screen. Oh, uh, it's just so great. Which I think that was technically their last game at that stadium, at right? At that stadium, yeah. At the at the college, I, for, the Minnesota, I forgot what school they, they played at college. Minnesota University, I think. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh but yeah, Allianz Field looks uh look, oh, looks insane. Looking quite nice right now. Um, and the outside changes colors and stuff. I it's somebody said this. I don't know who said it. It's the first time they've seen like the actual stadium be so close to the renderings and just as beautiful. Okay. I got to, I got to agree. I don't know who said that. It might've been Matt Dua. Absolutely beautiful. Just a stunning stadium. Uh, but yes, that was, that was just so awesome. So funny. And, and again, sometimes some like soccer purists might be like, Oh, this is not whatever. But like to, to those people, we say, 
Get out of my face, all right? Why are you even talking, Because we're trying to have a good time over here. We're trying to have fun. <laughs> I don't understand why people take this so seriously. For, you know, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is Will, out there. Will Ferrell, yeah. He was, I love <laughs> uh, a Skateboard F. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Will Ferrell was out there leading the, uh, the, the jump ole, ole, ole chant. Yes. I mean, uh, stop taking things so seriously. Have a good time. Exactly. People. And what's dumb is that this, this sort of stuff happens all over the world but MLS yeah. is like the whipping boy where we get with that that's, we get credit okay to, for being like a puppy like a like a Disney league they ain't crazy out there in Argentina yeah with the giant ass TFOs crazy ass people a lot of banners but it's insane yeah okay so we we try to have a little fun by the way shouts to all the fans we're not trying to upset any of you guys because we know you're all murderers <laughs> but <laughs> every single one got a body on yeah them. yeah yeah you're all gully as hell a little too gully for us we're just saying you know there's a damn seagull walking around <laughs> in England all right not everything has got to be as simple Crystal Palace got cheerleaders let's relax yeah I didn't know they had cheerleaders yeah the crystals okay everybody, everybody relax. <laughs> Let's right. have a little bit of fun. So, uh, th- th- but that was pretty awesome. But uh, so, but what this game does? This win for LA Galaxy and RSL losing. We were talking about this. We were just saying, like, we were just you, <laughs> saying. We this. just said, like, RSL. We, if you get to the playoffs, you you gotta earn it, man. We, I mean, all I, you had to do was win. All you had to do was win. We were again, we were rooting for LA Galaxy because it would be entertaining, right? But, Rudy's in. Slotson looks like he's in. So RSL in their last game of the season, they lose to Ow. Portland at home after after oh uh, crushing um New England at home Jesus. and and really didn't it just it's a shame. So now this opens the door for they're a point away, forty nine for RSL, forty eight for LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy wins this game and they're in. And, that's it, and that's it, and they're and, uh, as long as RSL. No, that's it. RSL doesn't have a game. They have a buy. That's it. They're 34. They're done. They're done. LA just has to win. So now they're just sitting there waiting. See what happens. They're just hoping. It's like, this is like the... the Even a draw. A draw puts them in because they're higher on goal differential. It's I think wins is the first tiebreaker. So they, they don't have... No, they would be tied on wins. Then, then goal differential would be the next tiebreaker, I think. Unless you can't lose by three and draw. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try to do the math there real quick in my head. So, LA... Win and you're in. I mean, this is crazy uh, that that this is the scenario that uh, that they're in. Because how no, are we here, RSL? Pecky can't be be cool with this at all. <laughs> yes, but, but, uh, this and this Pecky interview is going to be quite lit, right? Oh my god! Uh, but this feels a little bit like they're home to Houston Dynamo, LA Galaxy. Yeah, uh, Houston have nothing to play for, uh, so we'll see. But the they've inter- already won Houston. The interesting. Uh, uh, thing where I forgot the point I was going to make because you started talking. Anyway, um, well, welcome to the cool <laughs> So the fact that they they have uh, that th- it's within uh, their power to do this uh, is is quite a surprise, uh, given how bad of a season. And it looks like um, the 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 biggest difference is for LA sitting Michael Ciani because he was he was the problem, uh, and then uh, Felcher. Coming, coming back. He was injured. Felcher looked pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think he got the first. He got the assist. He got the Zlatan. assist on the Slatan header, which Slatan didn't even have to leave his feet for. Just mark him, man. Mark him. You, you see the dude that's talking all that smack? <laughs> Maybe somebody should be like, "Hey, is that the dude that was talking smack?" All right, stay with. The so how do you not know who he is? He's six five and got a ponytail. <laughs> the, pon- the guy the- looks like an extra from any Taken movie. <laughs> so Cover him. Make sure uh, you, you know, mark that dude. So. Uh, it, 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 
just exciting. Look, this last decision day is going to be pretty awesome for for MLS, and that's what that, that's the point I was trying to make. That um, that this yeah, uh, the this, supporter this, shield and playoffs get chosen. This get decided. S- this uh, this this decision day feels similar, not exactly, but like when the Premier League champion. City won in the last second. No, no, not, not the opposite. Where like Leicester City was like waiting at home to see the result of another game. Okay, yeah. To see if they and uh, they all partied at Vardy's house. Vardy party. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm pretty sure Vardy's going to be having a party at his uh, his He's place drunk right now for LA Galaxy yeah. making it into the playoffs. I've never <laughs> seen. I, I would love to see a video of just Vardy and uh, and Conor McGregor meeting. That would be fun. Just the two of them having a meeting. I just feel like that would just deteriorate pretty quickly. Really? I don't know. Would it, it, would it be like a thing like, like you wouldn't understand either of them? Probably not (laughs) because they'd be so drunk (laughs) right away. Uh, So yeah. So decision day is going to be lit. Uh, I'm gonna excited be about uh, this weekend. Now there's going to be a bunch of uh, really, really important games, and uh, every decision day has the last. Ever since we've been doing this, I mean, like this. This seems because of the the what's at stake for like the big, big name players, and and some people have the have the feeling like, oh, MLS kind of wants that narrative. They want Zlatan in there and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's not on their own doing, though. They're not, they're not putting downers in RSL's, uh, you know, water. <laughs> sure. Yes, uh, Cosby's not involved in MLS in any way, <laughs> yeah, so, just not. to be clear. Uh, the head of beverage. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did Bill Cosby become the head of concessions? Yeah, that's this has been a bad day. Wild. <laughs> Jello pudding everywhere. We made a mistake. <laughs> um, but I, I am excited about it. So. Uh, so that's it, everybody. Another uh, another great episode in the bank. In the banks, in the books. Alexis doesn't read books. Uh, no. And doesn't visit the bank very I, uh, often. Probably <laughs> shouldn't be going to the bank either. You guys still don't need me? All right, cool. All right. So, uh, again, make sure uh, and uh, sign up for the Gully Squad. Thank you to all the people who I've, uh, I've already have. Get your questions into us, please. Uh, anything you want us to talk about, any questions you have. Uh, thank you, Vivian, for the question that you asked. Yeah, somebody suggested that we make a, a Facebook group for some yeah, of the we, Gully we, Squad. We, yeah, we got to figure communicate out. with each other. We got to figure something out for that. Yeah, that, that'd be a, a good like community page for everybody yeah. to like uh, talk to each other. Or maybe we'll figure. Or maybe we'll, like we'll create like a Google form that goes out to just the people in Gully Squad that they can. I don't know. I think Facebook with us. makes more sense. Right, we'll, we'll figure it out. We don't need to have this meeting well, no, here let's, let's on the air. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for listening. Join Gully Squad. It would mean a lot to us. Five star review. Uh, leave something cool, just like uh, yeah. what Gavin did. You know what I mean? Yeah, and leave. Uh, uh, and just in, so you know, the, the FC Dallas stuff that we uh, filmed and recorded is coming out very, very soon. Make sure if uh, you don't subscribe to this podcast, make sure you do that. Let your friends know if you have friends that are FC Dallas fans. I'm telling you, we had some of the most hilarious interviews with these soccer players. It was that amazing. You, you will never hear like similar anywhere else, man. It, it was so it's awesome and unique uh, and special, uh, and, and 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 made it worthwhile that. That Tesho Akindeli made me pee my pants. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so th- thank you for everything, man. We've been having a, g- a good time doing this, and we're just going to keep this going. And the MLS playoffs are going to be dope. Uh, we're going to have a great time. Yeah, so, and keep listening because if you're a fan of Dallas or you're not sure if you want to be an FC Dallas fan, if you live in Dallas or in the Frisco area, when, when, you, to- when you listen to us talk to these folks, I think you're going to want to be a fan of the team. They're really, really cool people. Exactly. All right, everybody. So my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero. And together, what are we? The Cooligans!